Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Well, you talk about the money. You talk about the fame. Well, this is Hop Nation USA, and I hope it's okay because Jason Sircone is taking over the mic for three minutes, brother. So what you going to do when the largest podcast in the world runs wild on you? Whew. I blacked out there for a minute. What the fuck? So, hey, this is Jason Sircone, the host of the Breaking Brews podcast. You might remember me from such other shows as Over a Couple of Beers, The Breaking Bruce Power Hour, Decent Exposure, or Episode 49 or Episode 80 of this very show, the Hot Nation USA podcast. I have been tasked with coming up with something fun to say for the next three minutes. Uh, yeah, so this is what happens when guys reach their 100th episode, they get lazy, and they just start reaching out to other podcasters all over the place and say, hey, why don't you do some clips for us so we don't have to work on this episode? So here I am, amongst probably a, a, a slew of other podcasters who are contributing to this episode, happy to be here once again on Hop Nation USA. So let me get my own shameless plug in there. If you haven't done so already, the Breaking Brews podcast, it's alive, it's well, it is, I don't know, by the time you're hearing this, maybe nine, ten sessions deep, go subscribe, go listen, check it out at breakingbrews.com slash podcast, it's a fun, fun show, we cover a lot of business aspects of the beer world, and it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, so if your little ears are in need of another podcast to fill the void between the Friday drops of Hot Nation USA. The Breaking Brews podcast has new episodes every Wednesday. Go check it out. All right, so fuck, 100 episodes. These guys have been doing God's work for a couple of years now. In our Twitter conversation that we had before, I don't know, leading up to what you're listening to right now, I was asked to review a beer, as were many of us, and... I got to thinking this podcast is 100 episodes deep. They review three beers a show. Carry the fourth. That's three. That's 300 beers. That's a lot of liquid. You don't need me to review beers, uh, or especially in episode 100. You don't need me to come on here and spend this precious three minutes of airtime talking about a specific beer. If you want to do that, jump over to the Breaking Brews YouTube channel and watch episodes of today's pour. We've got reviews to the best of my ability, and we have a lot of fun in front of a camera there, too, so come over there. Man, I didn't even think I'd be able to get another shameless plug in there, but I pulled this shit off. In all seriousness, to Adam, to Steve, and to, to Sam whenever he can get his ass in front of the microphone, congratulations, guys. 100 episodes. That's no easy feat. Looking forward to 100 more. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear my voice on the, on the show once again in the future. I don't know, after this, maybe not. We'll see what happens. So I'm going to sign off, and I think it would be only fitting if this segment were to be followed by another Andre the Giant imitation from our main man, Steve. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm not producing this shit. 
So that's my time. I am getting the fingers across the throat motion. It is time to sign off. I am Jason Sircone of the Breaking Brews podcast. Again, congratulations on 100 episodes to Hop Nation USA. And we'll see you guys over on the Breaking Brews podcast and continue listening to the Hop Nation USA show. Guys, you're doing great things. Keep it up. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Cheers. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. So, you think you're untouchable? And now, broadcasting live on location, the reigning, defending, third most popular craft beer podcast in Western Pennsylvania, it's the Hot Nation USA! (laughs) Never a dull moment. And then there you go. There's your intro and okay. on with the show. All right. <laughs> this evening, we are broadcasting live from Abjuration Brewing with our 100th episode featuring co-host Adam. Hi. Guest host Dennis. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Special guest Dave, the brewer owner of Abjuration. What's up, guys? Other special guest Tom, also brewer owner of Abjuration. Love to be here. It's awesome. And young boy John. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> He's a grown man. He's a grown man. He just looks very young. I'm willing to bet of the <laughs> six of us here, he is the youngest. <laughs> oh, yeah, by about half. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have gray in our beard. Some of us are getting much older. I, I just, just say balding. I, didn't I, want to say, I, I saw you, you looked at me and yeah. then immediately looked away. I was like, just say it, man. I, was, I almost wanted to say balding, but I didn't want to, but yeah. <laughs> just just lean into it. It's okay. He knows. Yeah, yeah okay. I know I'm gray as hell. I, yeah, I'm not far behind myself, so. <laughs> All right, but yes, we are here with our 100th episode. We are back again at Abjuration Brewing, one of our favorite breweries in the Pittsburgh area, and we wanted to sit down again with our good friend's Dave and Tom. And the other guy. And the other guy. He's new. We'll get into him. Oh, I mean, we'll learn about him, but maybe we'll get that's into tricky. him. That's <laughs> tricky. Uh, we also wanted to just sit down, and be, being that this is our 100th episode. It's kind of a celebration. Yeah, it's a celebration. It's a milestone. It's been a little over a year since we've been to Abjuration first. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to check in with them because they've also celebrated their own one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been really yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Especially with it like being small and being a small place, it uh, it's really it's really been pretty cool to see how it evolved. So we uh, obviously the format of the show goes that we try three beers every episode, and this time we're going to go back to Abjuration and try three more of their beers. So I'll just turn it over to Dave and or Tom, and let them introduce the first beer of the evening. Yeah, so I was going to say we should have just got right into the beers right at the start, but uh, <laughs> so this is our rice IPA. Uh, it's seven point two percent. It's just two row jasmine. Uh, a little care foam and Vic Secret and Citra hops. Um, so it's pretty soft, but uh, I'll kind of let it explain for itself. <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to get a cease and desist from any of the MBCs out there. So. <laughs> mm, worth it. I don't have to uh, source any like uh, sound effects or anything, so I don't have to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> natural. <laughs> yeah, it's all natural. <laughs> 
It's the toughest part of the job right here. It's so GMO it free. They're always like, what do you have to do when you're brewing? Is it all cleaning? I'm like, yeah, sometimes you have to drink beer, though. <laughs> it's so hard. You like, you got to promote yourselves, and you got to drink beer while you promote yourself. Oh, really, oh arm twisting. <laughs> not, not to be self-promotive in this way, but I really love how this beer smells, especially as we open up a couple cans. It's, the whole table smells like it's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a fresh bouquet right Very there. Very fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so just, soft. you know, standard thing we go. We take a look at the beer. It looks very, very hazy. Oh yes, but it's not. You're not shooting for a hazy IPA on oh, this. this. Sorry, you're, you're this shooting. This one will be actually a war. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, did no, what you uh, set out to do. <laughs> like David, David will chime in on this. Uh, but we don't really think it's necessary, necessary to describe beers as New England or hazy anymore because mm-hmm. it's sort of the standards for the style. Okay. People expect that from an IPA now, and I think it's more the reverse to make it the exception of. of you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, my, my, when my customer comes to me, they they don't say, you know, give me your haziest. They say, give me an IPA. And when it's not hazy, they're like, why is this not hazy? <laughs> so, uh, it seems more on the other way around. In the time before time of 2015. <laughs> it's like the Bane voice far. comes out. <laughs> I came up in IPAs. You can shoot a laser through them. <laughs> I grew up on Pilot Wrecker. <laughs> exactly, it's a trap. <laughs> I, really, people just want to know whether it's, like, soft or better. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You know, we just try to describe it that way rather than always saying it's hazy or whatnot. So. Yeah, I, I think I kind of think that's a better way to describe it too, because you're if, if people are looking for juicy, you can put juicy in the name, and that gives them an idea. Exactly. But just putting hazy doesn't mean whether or not it's going to be bitter, or if it's going to be fruity, or if it's going to be yeah. And so, then the customer won't yell at us when it settles out in the cooler after two months. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> Can I speak to your brewery manager? Well, and that's one of the reasons why you're, you're, you know, the the drink local is so very important, and you you guys have done so much to like support everybody local uh, since I've met you. If not, I'm you know I'm sure before that day, mm-hmm. and uh, like because these beers are only good when they're fresh. Right. You know you can't ship this from the West Coast and get it here with any kind of like you know cost affordability to and still get it this delicious right, you know, right just, yeah. it, you know mm-hmm. that's why people are like oh how many breweries are around i'm like well how many bakeries are around right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want fresh bread or not i mean like sorry <laughs> you know I, I have never thought of it that way and that is a very apt description i, I never thought about that mm-hmm. yeah there's a bakery for every town right so exactly like, why wouldn't there be a brewery for every yeah. town and but you know, to welcome talk, to Europe. You yeah, know what I mean? right. Or yeah. thirty breweries for every town. You won't catch me complaining about that. <laughs> but yeah, for to Tom's point of shipping, like Stone tries their best with their Enjoy Buy series. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's still never as good as getting it right off the tap. Right. When you know you can try it through its life cycle of being a green IPA to settling to where you know it, it, it's it's freshest and you know most pungent to you know, all through its life cycle. Right. So yeah. It's so, always better to drink local, especially with IPAs. <laughs> so let's do that right now. Will do. So yeah, full disclosure, I've already had this beer on a number of other visits. <laughs> um, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. had it too. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> the canning day was, this was one of our better canning days. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. it was uh, one of those things where we had to actually like, normally you get a couple cans that you mess up or dent or, you know what I mean, drop. Right. And there, we didn't waste a single can. We were like, hey, uh, uh, can I get a little bit for the glass? <laughs> like, uh, I've done, you know, four or five cases and uh, <laughs> I haven't had no rejects yet. Drop. I mean, I'm only talking like three or four ounces, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to like, 
work with it the whole night and not have any. It's, right. oh, it's so good. It's just there. It's taunting you. And it's, it's a fresh est. You know, that's the mm-hmm. real, real perk of being the brewers when you get those moments when you don't get it any fresher. And right. it's at its absolute right. peak. And, you know, that's that's when we get to be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the teat. Yeah. I tell you, though, this, oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely fresh. It's definitely soft. It has a very nice mouthfeel to it. Oh, man. Yeah, the rice uh, really does a little bit of magic. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Silky. Mm-hmm. It is silky. That is a phenomenal it. word. <laughs> and the hop, the hop choice with uh, the Vic, Vic Secret is, you know, just overlooked. It's like a little sister hop, and it's really delicious. So was there anything uh, to use the rice in the IPA? Uh, was there any inspiration for that, or was this uh, oh, yeah. something from a, a... Well, I want to talk about other podcasts you guys did. This one has a very specific inspiration. We went to the Michigan Brewers Guild once. There was there was a rice IPA there that they made with wild rice, oh. and uh, I was like, wow. You, figure, you think rice, you think it's going to taste like sake or something, right? right? And uh, with wild rice, it had more flavor, and so, so I thought, let's throw it in an IPA. Let's throw some other type of rice and see what it does. But when we first tried to make this, uh, we first tried to make the sake beer, which has now since come out, the rice barley wine, which mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed. Oh, yes. Uh, we screwed it up the first time, and so we punted and instead did a rice IPA with the wort that we got because we oh. missed our gravity so much. <laughs> this is back when we were home brewing. And so the idea was born, and we used Vic Secret. And it made a really tasty beer with the jasmine rice. And so last year, actually at this time, we made the version 1.1, which went over really well. So uh, we, we to decided to bring to it, it back yeah. for March again. So right on. Which is fun to intend to do the beer instead of just accidentally doing the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we were happy to get replayability, especially on the new system because we were home brewing before. Yeah. yeah, but we also applied everything that we learned for hoppy beers on our system in that year. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see. Kind of wish we had 1.1 1. 1 from what it was when it was fresh to right. compare, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I, I see us uh, definitely doing a lot more with the, the different specialty grains as we go forward. I was just going down a rabbit hole last night on my phone. Uh, there's some like tertiary grains and things that the Japanese use in mm-hmm. rural Japan to avoid the malt tax. <laughs> oh, that is smart. Some just, you, know, you know, I'm just saying. I'm saying, just saying. Stick it to the man. Looking at you, Aurochs. Looking at you. <laughs> just saying. Because they, uh, you know, we can't use anything. Like, we've, I've been, we've been, you know, sort of roundabout talking about, like, who we want to do collaborative stuff with and, yeah. and you know, looking at a bunch of different people. But, you know, um, a lot of our friends in Brewing are just, I don't know, they're just like... Everybody could just go hang out with each other more often. I think it would be the one thing I would prefer. You said burgers <laughs> down, what is that, Lawrenceville? Yeah, one, our, uh, our bartender on Sundays, uh, her husband's the assistant brewer there. Uh, oh, I didn't Nick. know that. Yeah, he's a really great guy. He did a couple of brews with us last year. Yeah. Right. Really, really nice dude. Doing, I think they're part good beer, of that good, good collab- that Veterans Day collaboration mm. um, going on with Brews and PA, so I should be seeing those guys in Harrisburg oh, next fun. month then. Cool. Yeah, well, that was the one thing we really didn't do too much of. We only did one collaboration since we started last year. And I think that's one of the things we're going to look forward to doing more as we get, like, more like our feet under us, too. And, right. you know, figure out where we want to go with, like, our general art. Right. Continue on with the rhythm that you guys have established Ooh. kind of thing. Yeah. You guys, that first year was big. You guys oh, are, thanks. you established, at least in my opinion, as thought leaders in Pittsburgh as far as pioneering around different styles um, in the craft beer scene. Um, just so many unique, tasty brews. I haven't. I've never been upset with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree with what Dennis just said. Uh, so I guess to more kind of cement what we're talking about this segment, we're just going to talk about like the past year that you guys had. You know, like you said, you've 
done a little bit of collaboration and you're looking forward to that. The other thing that we've been mentioning offhandedly is that you're canning now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a brand new addition, <laughs> yeah, right. but it's also very important. It's especially very important in the Pittsburgh scene because you hear of so many different breweries canning now. So what was that like getting that started up and, like, how do you choose what goes into your cans? I mean, the, I know the number of brews that you've put in the can so far. We had, you know, the Strata IPA, mm-hmm. and that's very popular, especially <laughs> among me and other IPA drinkers, I know. <laughs> Got a little uh, bit hot. You also had the little baby pony cans for oh, the... Oh, those uh, are so yes, cute. Yeah. those are fantastic. Yeah. Like little grenades. <laughs> yeah. Got a couple uh, sitting in the love. fridge. <laughs> at, at 11%, yeah, those were little grenades. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pull the pin. It won't be the last time you see that, that can format. So. Good, good. Yeah, no, we'll okay. be doing yeah. that again. Good. But yeah, uh, go ahead and speak more to like the canning and like how you just got your feet under yourselves to get to the point that you could say, yeah, we can can now. Well, Dave and I have always sort of looked at this as like sort of like a, like a D&D build out thing where you get so much money, then you buy the thing. They get so much money and you buy the thing. And you got to level it up as you go with discipline. Mm-hmm. And uh, that canning d- decision was, it was not easily made, you know, because we were thinking like, do we get another fermenter? Do we buy a canner? Like, you know what I mean? There's only, you only get so many purchases and when. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, we knew we were always going to put beer in cans on a micro level which we thought was something pittsburgh it would be a little bit of a surprise but yeah, a couple of people beat us to the punch on that but we got eight ounce cans before anyone else <laughs> first to market <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah i don't know we just kind of always had that idea i mean it's cool now because now we you guys are actually seeing our real branding of what we plan to do with the labels and stuff now mm-hmm. so it's kind of um, it's kind of hard to believe we've gotten to this point even at all <laughs> after where, where yeah. we were like yeah, over a year ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we sort of have a new, like our, what we consider the, our, our, our real year one is when, as soon as we got the tap room fully operational, right. like Death Star wise, the first yeah. time we shot the cannon was yeah. in May. But, so like, but that, and that really wasn't that. until May. Is, I, yeah. I don't know if he'd make that point. We kind of were, you know, we were shackled a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so really we haven't even really had the tap room with out any restrictions for a year yet right so. and i think in that one year we managed to get a canning line another fermenter get squared away and uh you know we can get the state satisfied get ourselves satisfied do the books you know high five at the end of the year look around and now we're looking at like essentially we're on the beachhead we're safe we're, we're you know right we're it's time to start bringing in the truth <laughs> exactly we're gonna cut our way through france here pretty hardcore it's gonna be righteous <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're gonna high five some russians on the other side <laughs> and well, well as adam just said bringing in the troops you've also made some hires because when we were first here it was just you and dave well uh, he's uh he's actually a very qualified yet still unpaid intern oh, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah you I, get paid uh, in experience a freelancer i know that and free beer the beer yeah. is a nice plus right yeah, there you go oh, yeah, he doesn't he's not a lot to pay for beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's for one thing. But uh, how about John? You, you tell us a little bit about like onboarding onto abjuration and like what you've been able to learn. What you you know why you jumped in on this uh, yes. project as well. So uh, I have a background in chemistry. So like I really love the science-heavy theme. And uh, I I, uh, I met Dave at the Brewers Guild. Um, release party yeah and no basically place. like mm. just jerked him off a little and was like i love what you're doing with beer and like <laughs> science and two hands it was okay he's married happily married yeah yes he <laughs> didn't hurt his back or anything and you did that all without a microphone <laughs> too <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> um and it was like can i can i come and, and hang out and help brew with you guys and dave was like sure just hit me up and we'll figure it out and so then i came in uh in september august i think and the first brew day was if i remember correctly the rye brown porter 
Which I, I love that beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of Tom's favorites. But um, it's been awesome. I've learned like so much. My home brewing skills have skyrocketed. <laughs> um, I finally got a good review on a beer from Dave. So it's <laughs> oh, a good beer, though. It's really good. That's um, like <laughs> Mr. Miyagi over here. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, it's a, it's a mop on, mop off. I'm say we're learning style. <laughs> what was that homebrew that got the positive review? It was a it was a West Coast IPA and um, oh. kind of a rebellion on all the New England's and I called it Tom Brady's a cheater. <laughs> so it's, it's factually accurate and yeah, also yeah, yeah. delicious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So yeah, you guys have been canning, you're hiring more employees. What's the future now? Well, now that you're safe on the beachhead. <laughs> right. Uh, we're looking at uh, you know, within rational, you know, business savvy yet smart decisions to like pretty much fill out the tap room in the back mm-hmm. you know get this place like what we consider like maxed out mm-hmm. and then uh, you know we're, we'll take a nice hard look and see where we're at from there so uh, it's, it's still a lot of stuff is tba because there's a lot of opportunities but you want to make sure that you you know don't lose sight of what you're trying to do uh chasing expansion is is, is a great idea and all but if you know you, you, nobody wants to river town so right yeah, yeah, nobody wants to overextend themselves. That's a, that's a noun. Yeah. Or, or, or which I would it's even, a verb. Yeah. I would like not I'm to. Not going to it's okay. <laughs> I've rivertowned myself. <laughs> Yay, North Shore. Uh, no. uh, which is a great place to drink, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But the, um, what I would say is like, uh, or you, you could even more painfully milkman. Like milkman yeah. brewing R.I.P. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was one oh, of those at ones. first I didn't get that. I thought that's how John got the job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> he was delivering milk and we needed lactose for one of the beers. And we're like, hey, kid, get the spoon out. <laughs> he did milk a man, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there you go, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, welcome aboard, Tom. <laughs> wow. I normally am the dirty guy in the conversation. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Hi, John opened the door, in all fairness. I, yeah, I'm a very situational kind of guy. <laughs> as soon as he did that, I was like, I will use this later. <laughs> I guess this is going out to, like, everyone, so. No, I should watch no it's just forever. It's just forever. Oh, just yeah, just forever. Just That's fine. Okay. Remember you have a, uh, Not only is it everyone, but it's also your... all of time until <laughs> <laughs> or until we stop paying our hosting fees. <laughs> so, so, yeah, in which case, yeah. people still download episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates trips over that one light socket in his bathroom nobody knows about, and the whole internet turns off. <laughs> Actually, it would be Tim Apple being with oh, the yeah, right Apple Podcast. Yeah, yeah, so it would be Tim Apple. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about kind of the future of the business, but also we just want to know the future of the beer. That's the most important yes. part. We, we yes. had the I, number I of beers. talk about that. Yeah, hold yeah. on. I'll, I'll lead in this a little bit because he didn't fully answer the question about what will happen here. I mean, what we need a lot more tanks to mm-hmm. do what we really wanted to do because we get to a point where it's two and three new beers every single week, which mm-hmm. is just a really cool scenario. So, um, And that will lead into a lot more fun with the beers. So... Um, yeah, yeah. I, that's something we heard from Grist House. They like they were talking about their expansion when we visited them year ago or whatever. Right, <laughs> one but, eon ago. Yeah, but they were talking about how you know they just need more space to be able to play. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and now they have that. Right <laughs> now <laughs> they have one, all the space. Right. But <laughs> do you guys have the physical space to add more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to add little ones, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, within its scale, this is this is sort of like a um, if you, you look at it as like a. It's always be at least a pilot system, 
no matter even if it was we in the far flung future if we were like fatheads or something you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, look yeah. at that I would still love this here because it ends up being a little beer dojo right where you can have people try very experimental things no matter what the size of the rest of the future would have to yeah. do with it mm-hmm. this is always going to be here and then they, and then that can true. get scaled up from and it's here also, to a bigger system right so. absolutely and then what I would also say it's and, and that's a w- good way to make good faith with McKee's rocks that we're never going to be anywhere but here for them right. in this way this you know you can't just leapfrog your way from every one of these opportunities it's the whole idea that as soon as anybody makes any money they leave of a lot of uh, up-and-coming neighborhoods and that's you know it ne- nobody ever gets anywhere if everybody takes off so right. in that way it's a, it's a commitment that we we have and Dave and I've talked about this for mm-hmm. years now yeah, so. yeah. It, that's a great philosophy too of having that local community sense of just you always want to represent this town mm-hmm. you know even if you guys do get bigger and go nationwide or however far you sure. go Mars I'll put a brewery on yeah. Mars okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be we cool Matt Damon. On Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon will be your Marshall first customer we'll come interview you there we don't mind yeah, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> well, that's know. definitely a uh, great philosophy Tom you know and from a small, small business owner perspective as well you, all these opportunities pop out of nowhere and they look great but if you jump on every single one, you start noticing like, hey, this isn't even what I stand for. This isn't my values. And things start getting a little diluted. So hey, definitely big props to you to not, you know, you guys not jumping on every, excuse me, little thing that comes up. So sticking true to yourself. There's been a, a little bit of that, you know, where people are, you know, when the devil shows up at the briefcase kind of moment and they're like, yep. you know, somebody says to you, hey, how little of your business do you want to own? You know what I mean? That's always <laughs> right. been that thought in the back of your head. And then I was like, well, I'm not too proud to take a half a million dollars or better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I won't even say the word beer again for half a million dollars. Right. <laughs> What's important too? Know your exit strategy. Like, is this yeah, a right. legacy business you yeah. guys want to pass on to? You know, I'd like to see. Of sorts or? I would like to see Dave's boy do this someday. Uh, no, that's you know. crazy. I'm like, <laughs> hey, sometimes you do because that, that would alter hockey, you know obviously. some of your decisions yeah. that you guys have to make. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> I can't look that far. Yeah, we are definitely <laughs> in the fight. I'm, I'm just waiting for the whole thing to collapse and anarchy to break out. So, <laughs> <laughs> not far ahead. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really feel bad like, the world we left for John to live in. <laughs> John, are you talking like Skynet? Like, what's happening? Yeah, no, in he's your talking scenario? about Skynet. Yeah. Sweet well, baby Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's a little sweet for me, but it's a, it's an okay beer. <laughs> well, no, it's like Dave, you know, in general. Like it uh, has, I think we have a nice energy within house, especially in the first year. We've seen a lot of times where I'll be pointedly positive just to be a foil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, you know, Dave says, "Well, whenever I'm positive, you just act negative." I'm like, "Well, that's how we keep this going." <laughs> you know, uh, each person's looking at 180 degrees, but you mm-hmm. can't see everything. Right. And in the first year, I think one of the things we really did see is that there's not been too many times where we couldn't beat whatever came at us through a combination of our skills, and it was a really, really reaffirming that it's not how or when, it's gonna get done. Right. And like, uh, there was a lot of 1 a.m.s in there, and 2 a.m.s in there, <laughs> and like, you know, all of the hours were put in. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm actually, I would say in the first year, the one thing I'm most impressed with is, you know, Dave has a, a weekday job and a family, and it's all still together. I'm mm-hmm. blown away by how much time he's put in, uh, you know, I try to be here as long as, you know, we, we're always open, we've never missed a day of operation. 
you know, except for a holiday that Christmas got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Pesky Christmas. <laughs> Saint Nick got us. <laughs> no, I think we were even because Christmas was on like Monday or Tuesday. This oh, year. no, I meant for brewing, though. We missed oh, that day for yeah. brewing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back of house only, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? We would never miss a front house day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we paid the cane light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. Negan gets That's his blood, thing. baby. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I'm saying, like, I speak for Dave in this way, like, we're finally able to be optimistic. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. You, you've earned that that right to be optimistic, that you can look forward and, and hope it doesn't all collapse into just uh, the abyss. <laughs> I meant civilization. Right. <laughs> yeah, the beer will be fine. We're cooking till the last days, guys. You know. We'll, we'll crack a freshie. <laughs> He's like, abjuration will be fine. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, not not to step on the uh, branding of full pint, but if, I, if I'm headed south, I'm bringing a six with me. <laughs> not to... You know, getting your scheduling or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, I am excited to get to these to these beers we're going to drink with you guys today because I think the spread of them is really good for mm-hmm. just what we happen to have on tap today. Yeah. So I also like the uh, sort of the blindness because I didn't really mention to Dave that we'd be drinking our beers. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's. But come we assumed by, we'd yeah. be drinking our beers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just you know, necessarily. Yeah. yeah, that'd be kind of mean just to bring other people's beer into your house. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things we, we, you know, we did a little bit of talking about maybe doing a homebrew tap in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You know, allowing oh, some of our cool. friends to to pour some of their stuff for everybody because one of the things when we were coming up, like especially with the beer festivals, them allowing us to get our beer out for other people to try brought us to where we are today and mm-hmm. i think we need a lot of this looking back you know everybody's so happy about where they are right mm-hmm. but what, what uh and that's a great way to be able to figure out who the next brewers are going to be mm-hmm. you know absolutely uh, you know that's something we've kind of heard from other uh, businesses that we've talked to you know uh, whether they're starting to open or you know they've been open for a little bit they're, they're thinking about possibly adding like a home brewer element just mm-hmm. to just just to give locals a chance to showcase because yeah, yeah. again that that taps into the local I heard market your episode with grant yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah especially grant from lincoln avenue brewery right. that's mm-hmm. something he's interested in it as well but yeah uh for now though let's come back to this uh rice ipa and uh, yeah, kind of give fi- so good. yeah, kind of give final thoughts on that. Uh, Dennis and Adam, I know you guys were a little bit quiet at, at, on the opening of the segment on this, so go ahead. Yeah, so on the nose, you definitely get that fresh bouquet. It's uh, <sighs> <laughs> it just smells so refreshing and mouthfeel. It, John mentioned it right on uh, hit the nail on the head earlier. It's it's silky. Like if I could make a blanket out of this beer, I would, and I would be set for the rest of my life. And it's just good. I'm like it. I'm a big fan. Thank you. So You're I'll uh, I'll I'll obviously be the uh, the dissenting vote here uh, based on the style. However, there's a slight problem with that is that I just poured more into my glass. <laughs> <laughs> So that kind of says it all. But your right opinion there. is the most curious. I, That's I am of it. So, it, it, for anybody that has listened to the show before, I am not an IPA guy. Uh, the number of IPAs that I enjoy, I, I can count on on two hands or less, depending on how many fingers you have. <laughs> uh, but it, with this one, uh, the sheer fact that I went back for more says a lot. Uh, and that was Absolutely. not that was not just a you know a, a show of appreciation. That was true. I wanted to drink more of this beer. I, I enjoyed uh, the freshness of it, the brightness of it, uh, and it is not a harsh IPA. It is not one of those classic West Coasters where they're just going to take a handful of hops and punch it in your stupid face. Uh, and I appreciate that. 
Uh, this is this is definitely the type of beer where if you are unsure about IPAs, uh, grab one of these because uh, this is the type of beer that will push you in that direction. Uh, and that's what I appreciate about that. It, it is a very welcoming beer into that genre. And, and I think that's that's where it, it leaves its mark. So, yeah, there's a reason I have more in my glass. It's a good beer. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I think just to add on just a little bit more to that, it, we mentioned it's a 7.2 you know, IPA. So it's you're talking about how it's bright and it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It has that lightness to it. It's soft on the mouthfeel. And I think the rice helps balance that out in the way that it's you don't get a maltiness to right. it for being I agree. approaching a dip of level. So yeah, I, th- I think that's another check plus in the yes. <laughs> yes. in the in the holster of this beer. So yeah, uh, if you guys have any final thoughts on your own beer, go ahead. Yeah, John, do you? you, uh, look, you just look one of my favorite things is that like the jasmine rice adds an adds an extra level level of floral. Like the Vic Secret really like takes it up front, but the jasmine rice just carries it through the rest mm-hmm. of the beer, and mm-hmm. I think that's just one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's available in cans, so come on down to Abjuration. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's one of the things, uh, you know, for the people listening to this in the next week or so online. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, actually, all of our cans are, like, live uh, to the minute on our website with what we have available. So if you look it up before you head out, you'll always know if we have something that you want in stock before you make the trip out. And that's a lot better than getting on Facebook and having to ask five other people. Right. Because oh, right. <laughs> we've all seen that. Yeah. <laughs> have you been the Grist House? Have you been the Hitchhikers? Do they still have? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. that, that way we're not always answering online, too. Right. Without, like, what cans are left? How you got it? You know? Yeah. Like, right. It also makes sense for where we're located. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Being in the mm-hmm. raw... Most people are traveling at least from somewhere else in right. the area to get the can, so it's nice for them to know beforehand if they're going to come down. Right, yeah, it's destination location, so you know, treat it like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to segment two, and we'll still be here at the Parkway Theater and Abjuration Brewing here in McKee's Rocks, and we'll be back in a second. All right, all right, all right. This is Bumwine Bob coming at you from BumwineBob.com and the Bumming with Bobcat podcast. And I would like to congratulate the guys from Hop Nation USA on their 100th episode. As I crack open an ice-cold butt ice lager, sipping on this smooth and refreshing beer, 5.5% alcohol by volume, I know it's not quite up to the level that these guys are used to on their beverage reviews, but hey, is what we love here at bumwinebob.com. So cheers to you guys. Cheers to the first 100 episodes and cheers to 100 more from bumwinebob and bumwinebob.com. So this buzz for you guys. Oh, hell yeah. Cheers. Join us May 11th for the third annual North Hills Homebrew Fest at the Pittsburgh Shrine Center Picnic Pavilion. Homebrewers from around the area will be featuring their best beers for you to taste while competing for the grand prize of having their beer brewed and served at Penn Brewery. The event will feature raffles, auctions, painting with a twist, food from Vagabond Tacos and Oakmont Barbecue, a live homebrewing demo by Kegel Brewing, and a live podcast by us, Hop Nation USA. Tickets are $35 for VIP, $25 for general admission, and only $5 for designated drivers. Proceeds go to benefit the Shriners. Purchase tickets, or if you're a home brewer, get your entry form at SiriusShriners.org. Just click on the Events tab, and we'll see you on the 11th. What's up, Yins guys? Spoon, should I drink that? 
Wishing you a happy 100th episode, though I have no idea how the hell you got that far. I guess in your case, it's quantity over quality, because let's face it, after episode 74 with myself and Jamal talking barbecue, beer, sauces, rubs, it, it doesn't get much better than that. That was, that's the pinnacle of your show. You should have just quit after that, but no, I had to keep going to this 100 episode mark. I know you've heard some stories about what happens. You don't get, but you don't get like a special play button. You don't get a special patch or badge or untapped thing. But what you do get is the respect of your elders. No, you get a belt. No, no, you don't get that either. Uh, yeah, you can put this on LinkedIn. That's about it. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hello. What? Oh, hi, honey. You need to come upstairs. Bring the mom, laundry with you. I'm, mom, I'm what? downstairs. I'm recording a Are show. You playing with your internet friends again? <sighs> They're not oh. internet friends. They're real life. I'm so happy you even have friends. It's, it's a park. Come on. Uh-huh. Okay, well, you need to come up. But Those I'm... Those nation boys. They're good boys. They're really yeah. good boys. Well, they had me on their show. That, that's the cone guy, though. He's bad. Oh, well, yeah, Jason is kind of... He's a little bit of a jag. I don't like that boy. Bad influence. Oh, come on. I wish you'd stop drinking all that beer. But that's what I do. It's Too a beer pocket. Okay, Ugh. come upstairs, please. Fine. Now, Golden Girls are on. That's our show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mama loves you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Congrats on 100. Here's to 100 more. Not that I ever listened to the first 100 episodes. Maybe my episode, because it's... It's like I said, it's the best. Good job, Yins, guys. Keep it up. All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 100 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Still coming to you live from the Abjuration Brewing Facility, but it's actually inside the theater and we're watching a movie. <laughs> we're actually watching the uh, the credits section of the movie. Uh, the credits. Well, the credits have rolled, but not on the show. We are still moving along with the podcast. We're just getting into the meat of it. Yes. So let's get into the second beer of the evening, and we'll let uh, the guys at Abjuration explain what we're drinking now. Uh, actually, Tom can take yeah, this, this one because this was kind of his oh, baby. I was even trying to defer first, uh, <laughs> all coyishly. As a gentleman, uh, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so Dave and I, literally, it took us, you know, all of the years to make this beer. Like, there's been a bunch of stuff that when we were homebrewing, we talked about, like, our weirdest ideas that we thought before we met John about beer. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, it's like, and that's why you talk to, you can't have one voice in beer. You can't have two voices mm-hmm. in beer. You need as many voices as possible in beer. This would be a great one where... You got to prove each individual element to get to the thing. So you can't make this beer until you've done teas before. You can't do this beer until you've used nuts before. You can't make this beer to have used hops in the way that we had done it before. And so in this way, it was a combination of several elements, including the yeast that went into it, all to make the medley, and not to be too artisan about it. But this was definitely this is a piece of art. So. And I'm glad people liked it. And that's actually more important. <laughs> Except for one guy wrote on Untapped, loved the coconut, loved the pineapple, two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he didn't it's understand how scales worked. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> Best get, beer ever. <laughs> one. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I showed Dave because he didn't physically believe me. He was like inside his body, not not intellectually, physically. He was like, there's no way. And I showed him, he's like, ah. <laughs> He's good with words, bad with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, if he loved the, the, the anise, 
which is the secret element. We used a bit of star anise, which actually marries between. The, the secret of the drink is the serving on acid cocktail uses Jägermeister to marry between pineapple and coconut ah. rum. And it's a little hack. It's like a bartender hack that makes a... Because somebody would say you can't make anything delicious with Jägermeister. And at mm-hmm. Log in the Upstage, a guy, Juice, who's no longer with us, he was a really tall guy, he used to make his drinks. Um, he, I think he passed like a year ago. Um, he used to make these drinks for me and our buddies when Dave would have them when he came out. Although he was like the youngest guy in our crew at the time, so he didn't make it out a lot. But um, And it was a real, real headache maker because it was super sweet. So in this one, we tried to pair it back and yet make it something drinkable. And then uh, Dave was like... Essentially, what got it finally past the goalie was I was like, let's use Strata. He's <laughs> 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 like, IPA? Absolutely, we're making this beer. And it was like within... Well, it was also putting yeah. it in a hoppy beer. Because yeah. originally we weren't going to make it a hoppy beer. I'm like, I think it needs to be with a New England-style beer. And he was so, totally right. I mean, yeah. obviously the proof is in what it is. Right. So, so, so we're officially drinking the cocktail. Inspired ale. Yeah, the cocktail. The cocktail inspired ale. CIA for short. CIA for short. Uh, and it does mimic a painkiller. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was able to figure that one out just from, <laughs> from the flavor profile. But um, what were uh, ABV on this or IBUs? I don't know what the IBUs are. Um, I think the is it 6%, I think. I can look it up. Um, I think, yeah, it's in the sixes. Yeah. Hmm. I heard so this brewery puts everything on their website, so. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good way to fact check yourself. I, I turned my phone off, so I was not even reaching for it. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, I really do, uh, which people would avail themselves of, is checking out what we have in the fermenters. Because, you know, it is a destination location, so if you want to see what we got coming up in the future, mm-hmm. and you can see things on there, like we have a like a Belgian Terpel with uh, with dates coming up soon. Ooh. You know, just in the future, like, and I'm, like, we're working on the dates later, we're going to yeah, chop them up. Yeah. It's sort of like what we're doing tonight, it's, <laughs> you know, after all. Hours. Uh, in the brewery, when no one is looking, we're cutting updates <laughs> for a picnic. Just kidding, a beer. I was excited to have one because I don't get that, those kind of sweets all the time. So I had to have an actual date. I was like, yay! <laughs> the ABV is exactly six percent on this. So the ABV is exactly six percent. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. right. All right. So yeah, looking at this beer, it's a nice bright yellow color. It looks fresh and tropical and inviting in that way. It smells that way too. Yeah, on the nose, you get a lot of pineapple up front. Knowing, you know, as Tom was already speaking about how this is kind of a sum of parts that they've worked with before. If you've had their Strata IPA, you know Strata hops imparts a lot of pineapple flavor onto beers. And so when you taste it, you get that as well. Right. <laughs> like you get a lot of pineapple flavor in this. Um, did you add more pineapple? along with the beer or yeah there's actual pineapple puree okay okay well. oh, all right. yeah yeah, yeah. just because it is very fresh but you definitely taste it on is, as a hop as well i mean i mean it's te- i mean there's not infinite strata in the universe mm-hmm. but if there was i could definitely see doing like a fruit with just pineapple and strata together just to like let them fight it out and just enjoy because <laughs> i love pineapple so much yeah. i don't think there's an end of my being able to drink pineapple right on <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I sort of regretted on this one is there's a new hop called Sabro, yeah. which has a coconut flavor to mm-hmm. it. That's that was the really mess. got like an eye-opening coconut flavor, mm-hmm. which I, I would was... have been cool <laughs> with Strata and yeah. this too. But one point one. It's yeah. But yeah, we might try <laughs> the next version of it. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I really enjoy this beer. It definitely mimics a painkiller. And it's very smooth, and it's not like a dry finish, even though it's an IPA base, so it's not dry finishing. It has a sweet juiciness to it. 
and that's you know, obviously because of the pineapple puree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and as a a fan of the actual cocktail, the the painkiller, I can tell you that this glass is not going to have any beer in it for very long. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna crush this. <laughs> yeah, not many beers out there. When I take that first sip, makes me go. Ooh, right. <laughs> I, I am a grown-ass man, and my voice is not high-pitched, but it brought me back to, like, when I was a kid. Not that I was drinking beer when I was a kid, but that it just, it was, yeah, me too. Uh, it was just, like, really sweet, fresh, just tasty. I'm actually eager to see how much vitamin C is in here, because you guys can market this shit to fight off scurvy in, like, third, third world countries. This stuff is good. The pirate smile that we've distributed <laughs> Arr, it's delicious, matey. So what I'm hearing is this is a healthy beer, yes. and this uh, needs to be part of a balanced diet. I don't believe the right. state of Pennsylvania would let us say that, but uh, I like where your head's at. <laughs> That's why you got to take it into international waters, and then you can say anything. So, right. Arr, mateys, we be pirates. We be drinking our healthy ales. <laughs> There's a storm coming. <laughs> it's my IPA with creatine upon it. Do you even lift, bro? Do you even lift? <laughs> Pretty sure that's a milkshake? (laughs) What happened to your foot? CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped me kettlebell upon you. (laughs) Crush me toes. All right. Well, this is obviously... I don't know if I started that or what. (laughs) That ABV evidently was there enough for Mm -hmm. everybody. So I think we definitely... Everybody's got rosy cheeks. So this is good. All right. Well, we uh, have established that this is a healthy ale. Uh, We're going to do something a little different for the first time ever. Right. We're going to try something. Uh, <laughs> let's tonight, hope it works. Yeah, let's hope it works. And uh, let's hope uh, Dave and Tom are a bit nice to us. But what we've done is we've brought some of our own homebrews. <laughs> and what we want to happen is we're going to share our homebrews with Dave and Tom, and we're going to let them critique us for a change. For the past 100 episodes, we've been critiquing everybody else. So. Right. It's time for <laughs> us to get on the other side of the table and, and have somebody try our wares and get a taste of our own medicine right (laughs) for better or for worse and and so that's what we're looking for is just a an open critique that and that's one of the good things about about homebrewing is you get to get that kind of feedback and this is a rare opportunity not many homebrewers get that opportunity to have you know some some pros be able to to try your beer and give notes and things like that what's good what's bad so we're going to take that opportunity why wouldn't we yeah and so if it turns out to be really good then i would say first it was a part of it <laughs> if it's not <laughs> yeah so what we brought tonight is a uh, caramel white stout that's uh, meant to mimic a little debbie star, star crunch crunch, star mm. crunch. yeah a little debbie star crunch so chocolate caramel and rice builds that profile of the star crunch and we tried to mimic that within the beer so we're gonna let dave and tom and john give it a taste give us feedback and then we're actually going to get more into just homebrewing tips what the professionals can impart into us amateurs and how we can do better and not suck so much (laughs) i'm I'm start i'm starting the base low and hoping (laughs) if we don't do belly (laughs) well in uh that that way uh you know john the first beer he brought in was just so 
interesting. It was like oranges and tomato, and it was supposed to be almost like uh, like a prison type, you know, like a toilet wine. Toilet wine? Like hooch. <laughs> yeah, Pruno, right? Pruno, sorry. Right. Right. You are like an interesting dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> you want to talk about like... like For your interview, you just yeah. brought in some prison hooch. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what I thought? Uh, cool. This is one of us, is what I thought right there. <laughs> I was, I was, I 100% was like, he gets it. He totally gets yeah. it. Did you serve it out of a grocery bag? Did you like squeeze it out of the grocery bag? I, I would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, like fermented in his backyard. <laughs> well, it showed like a total um, lack of uh, trying to do something someone else had done before. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, like, well, this is what the science says it would do, so I'm going to use the ingredients and do it. Yep. And, I like that. And it was really palatable. It was so palatable. And in that way, it was one of those moments where... Uh, palatable is your opinion. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I could finish it. But John, what did I say after I added? I'm like, we should try to put tomatoes <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, true, true, true. And see what it does. I mean, it was interesting. I think there I could, could be... see I where there, there was a positive from it. Oh, definitely improvements, but you'd only made how many beers by then, so... Yeah, probably on like ten. Right. I mean, absolutely. Right. If you're still on the first dozen and you're venturing into the tomato realm, no, yeah, you're doing yeah, something right. You're doing all right. You're obviously a chemist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we we made the joke that uh, I skipped uh, doing any extract brewing, and uh, John's going to skip home brewing. <laughs> <laughs> this goes straight to the big leagues. Well, but a lot of people actually do that. Like uh, my uncle, when he was uh, first getting involved with Elysium, he was a seller. Mm-hmm. He cellared his way up. Uh, he was telling me about it, and uh, his name's uh, Hiawatha. He's a really great guy. Um, he came out a couple of months back, and it was really nice to be able to show, like, there's only so many really good jobs left, mm-hmm. you know, and right. I think uh, not all of them have a college degree tied to them. Some of them you just get through blood, sweat, and tears. Right. You know, and, and this one, like you guys are going through making your beers here, um, you got to make a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely not a one-off love. You know, it's, you're not going right. to play, you know, Starship uh, or uh, Stairway to Heaven yep. on your guitar in the first weekend. Mm-hmm. It's an addiction, too. Once you do it and you're like, that was fun. That was good. Right. Let's, what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially the happy accidents are even the best ones now. Yes. But um, I think anytime we have a, we've had a, a couple of people come in that are like really active and uh, homebrewers and watching them and like what they think they want to do and then be able to give them tips and tricks without necessarily like giving away the whole company store mm-hmm. kind of like right. you know what I mean the, the, the you know you can't show off all your kung fu yeah but, but yeah. you can definitely show some we're, of we're not right we're not asking for that tonight we're just like asking for like maybe a little bit of yellow belt stuff oh yeah <laughs> no because also like i was just saying this to dave last night if you'd have put me on this system right now on our first day you wouldn't even believe me mm-hmm. if i said this is how the machine works how all these things work on your first day and it took us a good bit of time to really, you know, you see it in a lot of other breweries, even no matter what the systems are. Right. You know, they, they call it getting their legs under them or whatever when they, mm-hmm. they really get the, the master class on their equipment done. And, like, I'm excited f- for all the rest of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So what we have here is we have uh, a split batch of this uh, Star Crunch Stout. We have a batch that was aged on six Star Crunches and then a batch that was aged on 12. So feel free to pick your poison. So you said the base style is like a white stout, basically? Yeah, the, ba- the base style was an attempt at a white stout that is using a um, lot of pale two-row and uh, oats. It was almost a 60-40 split, I believe, between oats and uh, two-row. Well, how, how in the, just because we're talking about, how in the hell did you manage that at the homebrew level? 
Without it jamming up, right? Uh, well, well, it did jam up in the match. Oh, okay. All right, right, right. Arm still hurts. Like, yes. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's not coming out. I'm like, all right, my special. Right. <laughs> just made it work. Well, that yeah. can work in your favor. Uh, you know, my new joke is a slow lauder is actually just a stuck mash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Sort of, it's like there's very little difference between the two. And It was a very it was very slow, and it was, uh, I'd say that was a kind of a lessons learned situation uh, where I think we reached our limit a little bit yeah but it was the first time we really pushed the limit to the point that we did get a stuck mash so. right well there's a there's a, a, a product you can use uh, we actually don't use it anymore but you never never say never we have a big we have 50 pounds of it in the back mm-hmm. so, you know what I mean? but uh, we have uh, something I we used to laugh all the time I need a t-shirt that they says I love that rice hulls uh, yes so yes. you know throw two or two to 75 pounds of rice hulls in with that oats yeah <laughs> that'll loosen that up for you yeah, well you might mess, lose your sugars with your efficiency a little right. bit mm-hmm. it, it'll it'll make it move mm-hmm. right yeah it makes little channels uh, the the hulls themselves oh. make little rivers in the material oh, and okay. it helps it drain through the through oh, the general cool. uh, mash body right on hmm. it was Ooh, just a lot of work getting techie yeah exactly uh, so the Star Crunch, wh- when did you add them? Again, you added them. So we put um, six into the mash. Okay. And then through the boil, we added uh, another, I believe it was 12 ounces of caramel. And then in the secondary fermentation, like after we let it ferment for a week. And then after that, we put in six more into the batch that you're drinking now. Did the same thing on a other half batch, but right. added 12. When when we okay, went to so secondary, the front, the front size is the same. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. what you added to the secondary. Right. Correct. And your batch size is? It's five-gallon five batch. Gallon. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. The OG. Hey, we were actually just talking, Dave. So we used to have a twenty-gallon kettle because you know, <laughs> we've always been like, "Hey, let's go to festivals and sell, you know, give away our beer or whatever." And uh, so we were just, <laughs> Dave has this really big kettle at home, and like John was like, "He's like, how big is it?" Like a uh, twenty-gallon. He's like, "Ooh, <laughs> still a little big." <laughs> yeah, I think we're rocking with like a fourteen-gallon kettle right now, so we can do yeah. a ten-gallon batch. Right, we can do a ten-gallon. Uh, but no guy selling a twenty. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Size doesn't matter, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 23, I remember it. It was so <laughs> The hopes, the dreams. <laughs> so then uh, what yeast did you use? I believe we just stuck with an American, or just straight up California ale is okay. what, yeah, is like what we went with. Yeah, like yeah just, uh, I believe it was California too. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh. Funny because uh, I think it's changed that it's warmed up because I've actually already had this before when I was a little okay. older. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a little different now. I pick up a lot of caramel for sure, uh, and, I, and I think I can literally smell the fakey wax that's on the outside, the fakey chocolatey mm, wax right, that's right. on the outside of them. Yeah, uh, and the star crunches themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do think there's a little bit of a Belgian-like characteristic yeah, to it. Yeah, that's why I asked about the yeast, because mm-hmm. I'm getting like some like, Belgian-y esters out and, of this. Uh, this, yeah, like is, this is just from experience that we've had here, because we've used a lot of weird shit, too. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think What's a lot, I think certain things, and I know Star Crunch probably are one of them, there's a lot of preservatives in them, and so when you put them in the mash, the yeast have to try to feed on that sugar, and I think it pisses them off. And right. They, it stresses them a little bit. It stresses them, yep, and, it, and you get a little bit of a Belgian-y characteristic out of it. Okay. Again, this is just speaking from experience, because we mm-hmm. tried to make a beer with um, 
what's the vanilla cookies right and (laughs) it was in my opinion the worst beer we made because i put so tom loved it but (laughs) i put so much of it in the mash and i think there's probably full preservatives and it kind of pisses the yeast off there there was so much artificial about it that it doesn't there's literally preservatives they literally put preservatives in to stop the they to stop yeast and bacteria from feeding on it right so that it will just sit on the shelf yeah. and not rot. I liked the, so. I thought the, sort of the, the way it went a little phenol, uh-huh. essentially, and so it was a little alcoholy. but it was a vanilla cookie, and I thought it paired so well with the vanilla. Mm. I actually thought it just made the vanilla seem really gangster to me. And I understand <laughs> it's like a fail in a beer by a, you know, a Cicerone sort of understanding, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. And on the creaminess, I thought it actually sort of gave it almost a, a cocktail sort of heat okay. to an otherwise creamy beer, and, and a lot of other customers in it was like, weird. Oh, damn. It didn't, it didn't, we won it. It didn't no, get slammed. It, it didn't get slammed on untapped It ratings. did get a little mm-hmm. bit slammed. Well, but compared it was, to it like, was weird because it had like that. Like 3.6 It had what I'm slam. trying to describe <laughs> right. in the spirits, but it was to the extreme. It had a real belgian characteristic, and it was a clean yeast. Yeah, when you're not shooting for Belgian, And it was also very sure. fusely right. because we got so much simple sugar from right. those cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't get, it's nowhere near the level we had before, but I do pick up on it a little bit. Okay. Actually, I and this is like, Pretty much like if I were to drink a beer and I were to go and want like go to a, like a, a craft brew shop, this is kind of Dave will tell you like this is exactly up my alley. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, this actually tasted uh, a bit Rocheforty, like a, like a little okay. Trappisty in that way, just from the the happy accident ah, of the way okay. all of the caramel went through yeah, with the, yeah. the caramely flavor like yeah. comes through. Yeah. And then, and, and Did a, you say what the ABV was? Uh, ABV should only be about six five on this. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, not to say it's not like a Rochefort Eight or a Rochefort Six, mm-hmm. but it could definitely be made there. And I would have been like, you know, sands that little bit of artificial flavor from the right, but, right. But that's the star crunchiness, so, mm-hmm. right, you know, right, right. But and I, it's easily addressed. Yeah, I would. Yeah. You know, if it was one of those things that the bottle share when everybody's like, hey, which ones are you taking home? You you wouldn't be able to find these. So so, so I, I would take both of them with me. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, I enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. And that way it's, you know, no matter what you do with being weird with your beer, if you can still drink it, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's good, but now you guys have also done a one. I mean, have you ever used Star Crunch before? No, no, no. 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 So now you have a little bit of an idea, like maybe if we did this a little bit different, right. you yeah. could get more of that flavor maybe. Or where and when, you know. Yeah. Uh, I right. recommend a lot, a lot. Like secondary, Dave's real art is what he does after I hand him a hot beer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like that, the really the, the 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 genius of abjuration comes in at that point. Right. Uh, essentially, all I do is get out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you got to make the that's, beer, that's the so body of the beer. But you know what I mean? You got to make the beer right. You know what I mean? Right. But then the art happens. A lot of it is in the is in the all the the finishing notes. No, like when we carry mm-hmm. the beer to the customer. Right. And really, like that's the that's where the love happens in it. And then Dave gets to do a lot of the loving of the beers in that way. So like I'm more like the I'm gonna fight that beer out. I, I feel like more like a boxer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got my numbers. I got my thing. I, you know, I feel good at the end of the day for the wins of it. But then when Dave's done with it. I get to see the art of it, and yeah. that's 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 what I think is the difference in our, mm. our personal narratives here. So a, a little bit get on just a soapbox here. Like nobody, like there's no rule book for these adjuncts, like putting Star Crunch in a right, beer yeah. cereal, right? right. And so I, it's funny because a lot of there's a lot of brewers that would say, "Hey, what? It's so easy to make these beers with this weird shit in it," but. It's not. No one. There's no. There's nothing written down. You can read about it. Right. Yeah. You, know, nobody, you, know, yeah. you have to get it either from word of mouth from other people using these ingredients to know what's going on. So I just think in some aspects it can be harder than making a 
Well, they're like a light logger. You know, what they're I mean? like yeah. at least five points where you could put some adjunct in. Right, right. exactly. You can oh, yeah. mash. You can put in the boil. You can put in primary. You can put in secondary. You can throw in the glass. You can throw in the bottle. Like, there's so many options. It's yeah. not like like you always put the grain in the mash. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There's only one option there. Right. Where do you put other weird stuff? Yeah, and so we were doing when we started doing the cereal bills, we were doing like fifty percent of the cereal would be in the mash and then the other fifty percent we would put in the fermenter. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fusily. Like you could taste the cereal, but you could tell like it was getting burned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was well, just so much simple yeah. sugar. And we adjusted it for the last one where it's like 25% on the hot side and then 75% on the cold side. It made a huge, huge difference in the flavor profile. And imagine, so, we're a production brewery, and we just told North America, hey, by the way, this is the way you make these fucking beers. <laughs> so you don't have to beat me so hard if you want to make sure. Yeah. You know. No, but the, the thing you is- say like, fuck. I say fuck. Okay, good. This is how you make these fucking beers. <laughs> Sorry. No, but, and in that way, um, I am so proud of when you look back on you know, almost like damn near a year and a half, but like as Dave and I are saying, really pretty much a functional year of brewing. That um, you know, I love the sound effect. It's actually really good. <laughs> Nobody minds the beer nice pouring noise. Pour. Yeah. Like, I hope the like, hope the mic got it. It was all right. <laughs> it's like it's beer pouring right there. That's all that is. ASMR, right? Now, so here's what I need because I've already had these two before because I had to right, be prepared right. a little bit. Uh, it's funny because I think that the twelve, and this is very strange, and you might have more information. It doesn't have that Belgian characteristic. Mm-hmm. The the Belgian. The Belgian. The Belgian <laughs> characteristic. Yeah. Now maybe Correct. it's getting hidden by the extra star crunch. Mm-hmm. I, that's. Or is there something else at play? I, my suspicion is that it, there's so much uh, extra sugar from the six more star crunch in it, and also the the one thing when we split this batch, we left a lot of the uh, oat and cereal trub okay. that was in the carboy. In that, in this one, in the twelve, yeah. So maybe there was still more. It was drawing off of that. I think uh, the oats might be more in the mouthfeel in this section. Yeah, but the, yeah. you could have maybe just got more of the star crunch flavor that was yeah. in the mash. Yeah. Too. The one, the, the one note I've heard over and over about the twelve is that you smell a lot more caramel. Yeah, and then that that Definitely. just might have been that, and then. Uh, you get you taste it a little bit more. It gets a little more sickeningly sweet. Actually, I mean, I I, I do say I, the I smell would, is really out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could tell. I mean, if if you didn't tell me there was star crunch, I might not be able to guess what right. it is. But once you tell me, I'm like, oh, I can smell it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a little salt wouldn't be bad on the rim. So you know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just saying in that. Uh, but what I would say about the the twelve is it's interesting because the more star crunchy of the two is the least preferred of the two mm-hmm. because the six i would drink for days i would just and the 12 is nice but it's a little too See, sweet I'm, I'm 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 opposite i think yeah. and, and maybe this is because what i think if we poured these beer here these beers here this would be the preferred one well because mm-hmm. the sweeter is the one the customer likes better mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, uh, that's, that's just, the other that's thing we've noticed fact. is like more uh, brewers are more drawn to the six because it right. is a little more it has a little more nuance to it it's a little more balanced mm-hmm. but the 12 is so sweet and mm-hmm. you know candy like that a lot of you know non-beer drinkers and just everybody in general would kind of gravitate it's towards got a little it. better mouth body on the 12 too though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so let me tell you something so when when they they fermented did they ferment together so yeah we the they fermented together in the first week Okay. And then we split the batch and then added uh, the Star Crunch 
to mm. each batch separately. So okay. the yeast might have got split up in an uneven way in doing that, but I'm not quite or sure. Or might have agitated one and not the other. Right. So if you put the second yeast, like if you take one out of the primary yeah, vessel and matter. put it in the secondary vessel, mm-hmm. and the secondary vessel is not a happy home for the yeast, right. they could actually get stressed. Okay. They could, but at that so point, most the of the yeast one. are probably pretty much you think calmed they're already down. Eaten yeah, mellowed Do you out know which one was the top and which one was the bottom? Uh, the top would have been the six. Right. And that's the, what I'm saying. It was yeah. the one moved. So the six was the moved one and it had the, the estuary one. So that's why so I'm thinking. So did the 12, did they both get moved off of the original yeast? No. 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 Just the six. They didn't. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you that that would probably definitely be a difference. Yeah. That could have caused a definite difference that maybe the 12 cleaned up after itself a little bit more and okay. why maybe they right. could be the Belgian. Because it would have the possibly, yeast colony. I wouldn't it, think so. so. Yeah. But it could, uh, it could be at play a little okay. bit. Okay. So what happens is once the yeast finishes up eating all of the normal stuff, it turns on itself and cannibalizes. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why you use the, uh, the, the yeast nutrient, which as we all know is just old yeasties <laughs> yeah. right so um, in that way if it was still in that carboy it would have had that colony to keep eating off of and the other one wouldn't so that, that could also be yeah a different i mean there's finish. a lot of there's a lot of uh research out there like depending on how long it stays on the actual yeast kit because obviously then one colony one batch had a lot more yeast in the tank than the other one did okay and that probably is part of the thing that made the beer seem really, really different. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily as much as the, the sugars of the two. Right. 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 It was just like the availability of yeast and what was in... in well, yeah. And I, I mean, you're talking one would have had trillions, the other one would have had, I don't even know, a much smaller number. Yeah. Right. As far as uh, when Final Gravities came out, um, the six actually dropped down to almost uh, it was i believe it was 1.005 oh wow whereas the 12 was 1.008 so it it was but the but the 12 was still in a batch that had the 12 uh star crunch as well as all the trub and oat and uh rice we also put rice krispies in the mash so straight up rice krispies yeah just straight up a box of rice krispies (laughs) (laughs) so so the one thing the one thing we didn't do is um we didn't add cocoa at any point Mm-hmm. So that's why all the chocolate, I think, comes off as that waxy artificial because we never it's added balanced. any. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were going for a Star Crunch. Right, right. That's <laughs> the chocolate that's in the yeah. Star Crunch. Yeah. Actually, you know, that's one of those things Little Debbie is not Ghirardelli. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think in that way, you, you hit it. I mean, in that way, you hit it. Yeah. I mean, it's not Ghirardelli. It's not cacao. It's yeah. not, yeah. Right. Well, you know. you guys there are two talking, ways oh. to try and get that chocolate flavor. Do you want to, like, really hone in on chocolate or do you just want to, like, Get the flavor from whatever Star Crunch is going to give you. I think we just wanted to see this time what yeah. Star Crunch would do. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. And I think that chocolate could overpower mm-hmm. the Star Crunch. Right. right. So. Yeah. I, I'm more happy with the caramel flavor that came through, which you know, I think that's a bigger part of a Star Crunch is that it's more of a caramel and rice with just chocolate holding everything together right. in a shell. It's the blanket. <laughs> yeah. They're both, they're both successful beers. Oh, like, thank you. Like, thank you. Out, they're both, yeah, they're they're both wins if I were to bring them out, like when I'm fishing. 
Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think I'm fishing, so I was sick. <laughs> I was out fishing, and I had somebody like, hey, try my homebrew, buddy. And everybody gets that, like, that, that inner drop. And when their buddy goes, oh, try your homebrew, Bob. Okay, all right. We put star crunches in it. Okay. <laughs> and raw salmon in the second one, but we'll get to that one later. Right? Raw salmon goza. So Flash like, forward. Okay, I'll, you're I'll going to get the star crunch. <laughs> Keep your salmon held for later. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then damn right, you're like, and then, oh, my God. It's actually, okay, I'll drink this. All right. Right. Oh, I'll keep doing those. You know what I mean. And that way, also, it's a uh, proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and that's very important. We know what to do. Differently. Tweak is later. You know what I mean. Just mm-hmm. just getting a good beer out of house is the number one thing. Uh, what, it, what's funny is that I wouldn't know what to recommend in the end. So I actually prefer the twelve, mm-hmm. which may right. be against yeah. what everyone else prefers. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the six. I, yeah, see, I, I hear I hear split from everything, so it's hard. I, see, I prefer yeah. the my palate prefers the twelve. So it's interesting that you guys are split because between Steve and I, we're split as well. Steve is a six guy. I'm a twelve guy. Uh, so it <laughs> <laughs> up top, up top. <laughs> so it's 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 a somewhat divisive recipe, and I find that very interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I don't know what what advice to give there on well, it because I, one thing I've done like a split batch or two at homebrew size and mm-hmm. one thing that I've done is you, you make t- like a double sized mash mm-hmm. and then you put it in your fermenters in a two fermenters that are like half the mash size so if you could get some like two gallon fermenters it'd be really interesting to see what it does like you put six in one and twelve in the other fermenter and then you're not getting like Half off the top right. one from right. Right. True right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. true yeah. split, yeah. yeah. Right. Like yeah take, that, and that's why I asked those yeah. details because those the, could make a difference. So mm-hmm. it would well, be interesting to see if you did it like he's saying. Mm-hmm. Better science mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. yeah, you're also going to have less headspace in that one that you take stuff out of, which is always a risk for oxidation. So mm-hmm. if you do okay. something with hops, then like mm-hmm. you're not going to risk that. Right, so the whole yeah. other second container. Unless you did, you guys do a CO2 purge on your second vessel. We did. Not. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. That was like an instant no. Yeah, I just wanted to say the words out loud. I just thought it was really cute to be able to say. It. I was like, I, was like uh, I felt like I was at Hogwarts. I swear right. to God. It's like, like you're a wizard, Harry. Experiamus. <laughs> <laughs> so right, the whole second fermenter would have been at least base oxygenated what over the first one. The size one. of the right. second fermenter. They were both uh, just regular f- uh, five-gallon carboys. Five-gallon carboys. Well, yeah. So they had the same headspace after you transferred it. More or less, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I will I will disagree with that because the, the base where we did the primary was a six-gallon uh, fermenter, but okay. the when we split off, uh, the second one was a five-gallon carboy. Okay. So there was a little bit of a difference there. Headspace, too, yeah. yeah okay, so yeah, and a little bit flavors. Uh, the more, you got to think, the more void space you have in any vessel, uh, that's where the flavor will run off, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It depends, obviously, what that is made out of. Actually, I remember Brewlosophy didn't exp- – or no, no. Uh, yeah, Brewlosophy, the one that does experiments or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they did something with Headspace. I don't remember what the results are, but it's something – It's Googleable. <laughs> but it is, it is Google. That was going to sound so good. I'm like, damn, John's been saving this. Like, oh, all right, what do you got to say? What do we got to do? Software. <laughs> I think it was – It's like watching an episode of Maury, and you got to find out who's the father, and it's like just an empty we envelope. Don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. No, no, you point it's it's it's, it's, no, it's, it's cool. still good it's still good content uh, or information for other homebrewers right. like if you want to know more about headspace look up what brew philosophy or brew yeah. lo- there's answer. i can't say it correctly philosophy thank you <laughs> i can't aluminium. say it. Yeah. <laughs> aluminium i can say that one, well, that's one of those things too. what i recommend for a homebrewer is if you make a bad batch just clean everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just throw it out 
have a like a Tom Brady throwing an interception short moment and just forget <laughs> about it and move forward. That's going to be second a, time Tom Brady. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're called callbacks. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in that way, like, like get over it is what I would like to tell a lot of people. Mm. You know, I mean, we made a bad beer once. Dave and I tried to extend a yeast out and it got on us on a, on a stout back in the day. And, and it really turned us off to making stouts for like three years pretty much. <laughs> it just got mad right. at the style. Like, yeah, we called it the grudge. The next time we made it, because we, we used to name beers, the, yeah. all the stouts were named the grudge That's because bad. I was angry at the style for burning us. <laughs> and it was like, and it just generally has always been one of those things where I'm like kind of butthurt about stouts. Yeah. <laughs> and we make good stouts. I mean, like we've had, you know, really good results, but it's always going to be one of those things where, and I like stouts. So just out of curiosity, um, just throwing this out there, what if we made our own, like, uh, star crunches? That way we controlled, like, what chocolate went in there. We knew there was no preservatives right. or artificial stuff, and we got it close to what we could, and then we used that, because then we'd yeah. have more control. Well, I would actually say, uh, normally, like, when you look at, like, to harken back to the cocktail inspired ale we just did, we took essentially the ingredient list of that cocktail and took out the flavor elements and then build it. Yeah. So looking at a star crunch, I see chocolate, rice, caramel, caramel, but how you get yeah. down, mm-hmm. right? And then I would look at it that way forward mm. and say, would it, we tried it with the star crunches. Now let's try it with the associated flavors that make a star crunch. And can we make a star crunch flavored beer with no star crunch just out of the associated parts mm-hmm. and then see which one you like better? Huh. Or I mean, to me, that's that's the science I would right. run on. Yeah. Um, and but, you know, in that way, it's, you know, that's your own chase. When people tell us, you know, hey, I want you to make that beer again. I'm like, I'm actually chasing. Sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so in that way, there's always a beer to make. Uh, what I think is the, the best part about homebrewing is you just made a beer and now you got five more beers you're talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If not, then you should stop by and we'll talk about those other four beers you should have <laughs> been thinking about, you know. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree because I think if we did this again, I think that we would try to go some of the parts. So we... Like I said, we already did that somewhat in this beer with putting Rice Krispies in Absolutely. the mash. That was what I was going with. And yep. putting caramel in the boil. But I think the next time, if we did this again, we would try to just do it with some of the parts and try to do maybe more Rice Krispies in the mash, more caramel in the boil, more caramel by itself in the fer- fermentation, and maybe a little bit of chocolate as well in the fermentation. To uh, see. Actually, I would put a little chocolate in a boil. Yeah. Like, we had some really good results with chocolate flavor in the boil. Okay. Oh, and uh, and I would legit, like, I would throw in your five-gallon batch, drop two Ghirardelli Big Boys in there, mm-hmm. boil them right in, and... Yeah, right, yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, it, just be careful because that that that's a lot of chocolate flavor, and that can sweep up. Yeah, and yeah. Salt Crunch doesn't have a huge chocolate right. flavor. So. That could scorch too, mm-hmm. throwing it in the oh, boil. Definitely. Like my my concept of actually it evaporated. No, oh, yeah. no, to be honest, uh, the chocolate is not going to be on your inductors or on your on the bottom of your kettle. It, it uh, evaporated it in the ratio, fluid. Yeah, don't yeah. if you don't go heavy and make like a syrup in the bottom. Yeah, it's going to just disintegrate. Yeah, it's, it was really interesting. It, we put it in a sieve when we did uh, the one uh, the dark chocolate milkshake ale, and it was three passes with the wand and it was gone. Wow. Hmm. I mean, just totally gone. Into the sieve is just like a screen that we put our right. pops in. For right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So oh. the other thing I would recommend is next time we do it, make sure it's not 20 goddamn degrees outside. Oh, oh timing. I, 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 actually, I actually miss 
It's one of the things I miss uh-huh. is the brewing elements. Yeah. Where it's just, I, it was I, brutal. I we used the to garage brew, open, man, all the time. Oh, yeah. We yeah. had days where it was like zero degrees, but we had to brew for a festival coming right. up or whatever yeah. we had to brew for. And Hoodies and like, you know, Bunsen burners. And freezing <laughs> taking shifts oh, going in, going yeah. to the garage, oh, warm absolutely. up. Five a minutes. couple of times, we definitely had to warm up. It was yep. absolutely real. Can we put the garage down for a couple of minutes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like a dick because I was like, man, it's cold, man. Black people don't do the cold. I'm sorry, <laughs> Get out there and do what you gotta do, baby. <laughs> well, well, Dave's well, we all Dave's have, neighbors thought he was house. making turkeys. We, like, <laughs> we had like the split, right? So we would yeah. go inside right. and like get warmed up and have a beer, and then yeah. while something's coming up the temp or whatever mm-hmm. else. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, but then you're fighting getting the stuff to temp. Yeah. Like there are times it'd be like, well, that boil is gonna take an extra twenty minutes to get up there because it's too outside because we're in western Pennsylvania. We our temperature mark and it actually got hotter, and we're like, oh man, now we gotta let it cool back down. Oh, yeah, because you overcook because you're blasting yep. on it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Yeah, that was just bringing water up for the mash. Mm-hmm. So, like, we didn't really burn anything, but it was right. just, like, getting getting the water up for the uh, mash, and then it you, went if over. If you had a tiny pump, yeah, yeah, you can aerate it. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because as soon as you would, like, splash it once, it'll drop temp because it'll immediately go into the air. Mm-hmm. So if you were to bail it out even, because it's, what, five gallons? Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you had three buckets, you can drop a temp. By just passing it between the three buckets back and forth, whap 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 whap, oh. it'll drop temp. Okay. Because each time it goes from one bucket to the other, you lose two, three, four degrees. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So just do it three, four, five times. Put it back in. Check the temp, and you can do that as many times as you need. And it'll speed it up. Right on. And if you're only over by a little bit, you can literally just stir it out. Yeah, like a couple of degrees, just stir. But yeah. if you're like you're ten over. Just pass it between three buckets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll drop five, that's, five degree right That's there. what we were. We were like just 10 yeah. over and right. then just waiting to come back down. If you have outside to work with, right. <laughs> you know, put the buckets outside, then pass it back and forth. <laughs> because right? the heat will get eaten up. It's one to one. Right. Heat. Okay. Right. Right on. Man, this is like watching Bill Nye the Science Guy with brewing. This is great. I want to I keep asking questions about that brew setup. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Right, let's get down. Just have us over. We'll, we'll do the next podcast from your brew day. All, All right. right. All right. <laughs> let's pick Don't a Sunday. Around about that. <laughs> oh no, we never do. We're, we're yeah, real about beer, man. You know this. <laughs> this is this is life in Berlin. <laughs> Die here. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think for now we'll we'll put that on a calendar somewhere, some point, sometime, mm-hmm. probably in the summer. 200. Being, being two hundred or two fifty, two hundred, two fifty, yeah, maybe one fifty. We can yeah, do one fifty. Whatever, whatever is better for Adam and not no, hanging. Exactly right. <laughs> 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 I think someone with wrestling coming up. I heard uh, a little spoiler alert. I don't want to get too weird, but, but there's some some WrestleManias coming up. WrestleMania. I'm excited for that. I'm gonna listen to that podcast just because I don't really watch WrestleMania. Yeah. And I want to know what's going on from a real like person who cares point of view, and like catch me up. I figure. You'll, you'll be able to listen to us and Jason Sircone next week, and he, oh. you know he's big wrestling too. So yeah, right on. Oh, that's super good. That's Don't worry, really I'm really good. glad that I'll be on that episode too, so I can catch up with those two. <laughs> They're just gonna talk shop. I'll just be off to the side. <laughs> I'll just let them go. Just remember, the Hardy Boys are the coolest ever. That's all I remember. <laughs> Still wrestling? Shut up. <laughs> right? No, I'm into it. No, I'm saying I, I would buy the shirt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, I think we learned a good bit. I hope yes. homebrew. I, I hope the other homebrewers listening found some use in the tips from follies that we've made. Yes. And uh, what they can what they can do better to. I'm, I'm willing themselves. to be the guiding light of what not to do. Yeah. I don't look. I don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So <laughs> you're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> if, if I can hurt, if I can spare somebody else's feelings, worth it. With, with uh, my mistakes, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's come back to the CIA cocktail inspired ale by abjuration 
I'm a big fan long of this beer. Out of everybody's glass. Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's long gone, left forgotten on this memory. Table. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that island in the uh, Bermuda. Oh, <laughs> uh, you remember that beer down at Amazon? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> remember berries, right? Yeah. It's like Petrify. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> as, as everybody's glass is filled with pineapple whispers at this point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dennis, why don't you speak to the sale? Yeah, like I said earlier, I thought it was uh, extremely good. Um, really, really fresh, packed full of vitamin C. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it a whole lot, and uh, I'm going to try to get some more on my way out. That's that's going to happen, so uh, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> I know where the POS is. <laughs> we love you. So, Dennis, I, I do have one problem with that is that uh, you're assuming there's going to be any left after I buy mine. <laughs> My legs, the longer Adam, I'll get there first. <laughs> we have plenty, actually. We have that one's uh, probably around for at least this weekend. Don't fight, don't fight. <laughs> but no, this is this was a fantastic beer. This is a once again so another hit. I mean, surprise to no one. Uh, this is another fantastic beer from Abjuration. Add it to the list. That's all there is to it. Just add it to the list. And even being an IPA base? Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are converting. So I was, again, real curious what you would think. Is yeah. It, yeah. It, it, you can tell there's an IPA, but it's... Exactly. Exactly. It, it, like I said on the previous beer where if this is, you know, if you're trying to get somebody to kind of go into the IPA realm, use that one, I'm going to supersede that one with with the cocktail. Uh, I think this is the one to kind of start getting people into that realm uh, because it has just that hint of IPA-ness, but it has so much more of other flavors that it, you know, you're just, you know, stepping out of the Shire a little bit and then you come right back in. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't make it the whole way to Mordor. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the, if uh, Citra uh, or Six Point Resin is the Mordor, <laughs> the 106 IBUs, yeah, this is, you know, still back in Hobbiton. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I, I think this is this is an IPA, even though it's a cocktail-inspired ale. It, it, it has that, you know, I don't want to say it's going to trick customers, but in a way, you kind of get customers to drink something that they wouldn't necessarily chase after. They're more interested in pineapple and the painkiller flavors. And then they go, oh, this is also like based off an IPA. And if you happen to have that IPA with the Strata on, then they would probably, you know, jump to try that just to compare just for a simple fact of comparison mm -hmm. it is nice uh, to see what you can do with strata mm -hmm. also uh so many people are just getting their hands on it for the first time and uh dave and i were able to get our hands on this last year when it was still experimental so in that way we were ready to use it in palette yeah you know, like yeah we it, knew we wanted to do it this for a while yeah and this is so. just i mean this is one of i would say a couple applications i think next year once the strata hops or maybe even more available after they triple their yield, or they'll actually be less available <laughs> next yeah, year because everybody's going to contract. Everybody's it. jump on it. Everybody's jumping yeah. on it and contracting it now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. We'll just sneak I mean, we'll still get it. We're so small; it's easy for us to get a couple pounds here and there. Right. You know, beg other brewers in town. Can we have your scraps? So <laughs> 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 can I have some more? <laughs> when that pallet falls over, can I have what hits the floor, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my own dust broom. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with segment three and the third abjuration beer of the evening. What's up, guys? This is Jaron Barton from the Craft Beer Industry Podcast, sitting here drinking a painter pigment from Dancing Gnome Brewing and watching Scarlett Johansson in leather pants 
in the Avengers. So what could be better than that? Uh, this beer is very good. Um, I don't know if you guys had it when it was on draft originally, uh, right after it was released, but uh, I thought it was a little uh, green, as they say, for my taste. Um, but if you have cans, open them now because uh, it's really hitting its stride. So what I'm getting is tons of peach and tropical fruit up front, uh, but it does have a, a nice dank finish that kind of balances it out. Um, crack those cans now if you have them. Really good beer. As you guys know, uh, if you listen to my podcast, uh, I'm a big fan of Dancing Gnome, and this is one of the uh, uh, better beers that they've released in uh, in a while in my opinion uh i like them all but this one is is quite tasty so um also i uh, want to take some time to uh say congratulations uh to the guys at the hop nation usa podcast uh for hitting 100 episodes uh, actually a milestone i'm going to be hitting soon uh on my podcast too so um i know what it takes to get to 100 uh you know although it is fun to record these podcasts and uh drink beer um there is some effort it takes too you know it takes time and effort to to record these and edit and uh post and all that stuff so um you know it's not easy so uh, congratulations guys and uh here's to 100 more cheers hey hop nation usa this is sean kendall from the in poor taste podcast and i've got here with me my co-host eric no actually it's me vid von vin vinglevink ah vid von vin vinglevink Welcome You'll to the podcast. Never catch me. Well, he's a known beer connoisseur, so it's so happy that, to have you here. Hey, guess what, Sean? It's me, Eric, and I just caught Vid Von Vilvingelvink. What? Nobody can catch Vin Von Vilvingelvink. Oh, I just did. Wow. <laughs> Imagine that. God damn. Oh, whoa, whoa. Are we doing a beer tasting? Yeah, we're going to, but first, I want to say congratulations to Hop Nation USA for 100 episodes. I will say that it's coming hot on the heels of our 100th episode, so kind of like copycats, right? I mean, yeah. we already did this. But I feel like when when you said that they finally have reached 100 episodes, my mind did the, the cartoonish, like, my eyes fell out and my tongue was like... I saw that happen and I was like, Eric... You look like a cartoon cartoon wolf. And you pushed my eyes back in. I did. I picked him up off the floor. And he rolled my tongue back up, mm-hmm. put it into With my a mouth. pencil, <clears throat> as you do. Yeah, and then like a cassette. Re- reinserted it into my mouth, shut my jaw. Shoved it down his throat. And then we continued the scene. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him a beer, and he's going to taste oh. test that for us. Me first? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay, well, I have here a... Uh, I hope it's not a vintage, because that would be kind of gross. But uh, this is a... Okay, I don't know where you're going with this. Um, A family-operated establishment here in the... Oh, yeah, local. United States. Locally owned? Yeah, um, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Well, uh, it does say, if I'm um, reading it right, it says America's oldest brewery on it. So maybe it is... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old that beer is. Remember that one commercial we did a long time ago, America's coldest beer? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, For... Hop Nation USA listeners, you should go back through our entire catalog and find that commercial because we don't know what episode that was. And we won't ever tell you. No, you'll have to tell us. Yes. Tweet us. That's a test. First one to tweet it at us gets one of those beers in the mail. All right. Sounds like a pretty sweet contest. 
Uh, so here I have a, uh, a Yingling. Um, mm-hmm. Let me uh, go ahead and give. I'm it sorry. A, what is that? Yingling. Yingling. It's one of those Chinese beers. Oh, it's Chinese. Yeah. Um, let me let me give it a go here. Wait, now I right, I cleanse my palate. So mm. I'm getting getting notes of barley. Um, I'm getting mm-hmm. hops. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, water. I'm getting I'm getting hints what? of water. A little bit of copper flavor in there. Mm. Here, let me take a sip. Hang on. I'm getting like hints of uh, mildew. Um, well, that's that's that Pennsylvania mountain mildew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pottstown mm. black mold. A uh, little, a, a strong taste of aluminum. Why are this you? Comes from a can. You're supposed to be sampling. Yeah, let me see. Why are you sampling my beer? Give me, let me drink it. Jesus, give it fact. Oh, that's gross. That's here. It's mostly flat. Um, You're, it's down. It's warm and flat. It's down to the bottom of the can. I'm we should have started this with a fresh one. I'm getting hints of alcohol. Yes, yeah. a little alcohol yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, the nose is strongly of uh, like a coppery aluminum and a bit mm. of uh but there is there's a bit of a sweetness to it. There's a malty. Uh, there's a malt. There's a bit of a malt. A, a sweetness. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to bring in my rating and it's coming in at a cool. Yeah, it's a beer. All right. Oh, you give it a beer rating. Mhm. All right. I give it 3 crushed cans. <laughs> Our fucking foley is on point. What the fuck was that? All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give mine a taste, and you can have a little sippy sip. Um, I've got some Saranac Legacy IPA, and uh, I got this down at Duffy's Beer, uh, right down there in Pleasant Hills, and guess what? Uh, It was cheap. I'll tell you that. It was 17 bucks for 15 beers. Uh, That's That's right. So that's why I have this, and let's have a little taste. I'm drinking this from a Sam Stout glass, which... Sacrilegious. I mean, obvious. I shouldn't even have to say that. Here we let's go. have a let's have a little taste. Okay. Did you clear your palate? Cleanse your palate. Oh, hang on. Okay. It's got a nose on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's floral. It's got some nice hop to it. Not too much for me. I like a a nice hop, but this one is a 60 IBU. It's got a bit of bitter. 6.5 percent alcohol. I've got some floral notes. Let me uh. A little sippy? Yeah, let me let me get a little try over here. Ooh, yeah, that's better. And uh, Eric took it straight from the can. It tastes like, yeah, it tastes like hippie feet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, hip, yeah, like they've been trampling through hops. Bit of nog champa. Nog champa, and um, yeah, there's some kind of like lavender oil. It tastes like the sound of a string cheese incident song. That's a good way to put it, actually. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm going to open up this last one just as a bonus beer. Let's see. This is going to be a Pabst Blue Ribbon, established in Milwaukee, 1844. Uh, 355 milliliters in this can. And uh, it's the original, okay? Um, and and I just want to... We did a bit of research here. Uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon is not... The beer never won a Blue Ribbon. Did you know that, Eric? No. Pabst Blue Ribbon has never won a Blue Ribbon, although they have won many a gold medal. But... Mm. The blue ribbon is actually from a pig. A pig won a blue ribbon, so they made a beer for the pig. Good to know. Now, do I remember us doing a story a while ago? Mm-hmm. Hang on, and, I'm gonna take a little sip while okay. you talk. No, you remember the uh, Russians were gonna buy Paps? 
Yeah, I believe that was episode that, like that, four or five. Did that ever happen? I have no idea, but they sure as fuck bought our democracy. Am I right? <laughs> hmm. Okay, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, happy 100th birthday or whatever to Hop Nation USA. Birthday, man. Keep on being pretentious beer snobs because mm-hmm. we enjoy listening to it and keep bringing us them facts. Bringing them facts about beer. Are you fine, beer drinkers? Won't you fact that ass up? I cannot top that. All right. It's been Sean and Eric from In Poor Taste. Keep drinking, but drink irresponsibly. Welcome back to episode 100 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. We're here in the third segment. We're still here at Abjuration Brewing, joined by Dave, Tom, and the Goblin John. (laughs) And we're ready to move into the third beer. So we'll let whoever wants to explain it from the team explain it. I'll take this one. So this is just a big imperial stout. Um, It's not really roasty, but you can tell there's some roastiness there. Um, We used maple syrup. Uh, from Nova Syrup, I think, Nova Maple Syrup, I think, uh, from uh, Western PA, I can't remember where, somewhere, somewhere on this side of the state. Uh, and then we also used the bacon from uh, the Dreamtime, uh, Farm. Dreamtime Farms, who is actually who takes our grain, feeds to the pigs. So this is kind of full circle uh, for the bacon. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> Simba. Yep. And so she actually gave us the best cuts of the bacon. Like you were talking about the bacon earlier, and this is it was like the trimmings of the bacon because mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. We don't the fattiest pork. Bacon. Correct. We wanted <laughs> like to get ridiculous. the most bacony flavor that we could. Right on. Um, so the smokiness of the beer is actually from the bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, no, there's smoke no smoke in this whatsoever. So any of, right. any of awesome. that that you're tasting is actually the bacon. Uh, the bacon really came through a lot. Um, you know, as a, I'm, I, I can, I'm never, never completely satisfied with my beers. And the one thing on this one that we sort of dropped the ball on is it's a little bit hot to me. Uh, I, everyone perceives it a little bit different. Some people like that little bit of that hotness. But uh, we had a lot of maple syrup yeah. in the boil. And I think it actually ended up fermenting out a lot, and it made mm-hmm. the beer a little hot. That would be one of the only things that will change when we do it again. And I think we're going to have to do this one again because I think it's been so well received. Uh, but the maple will be more downstream to try to get more of the maple flavor. Like you can tell there's maple in it, but it's not maple maple. And uh, and there's a little bit of heatness that I didn't like that came with it. But other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. That's one of those things where the yeast will. Uh will just grab something like a maple sugar or a, a maple syrup and they'll they'll literally steal the flavor from you. So in that way then then they leave you behind with a delicious alcohol of course. Mm. But that uh, you know for the, the whichever level of like homebrew is listening or person on there fusel means alcohol flavor just in case we didn't go over that with everybody. So the booziness is a lot of that is attributed to like a basic sugar that a yeast will jump on and it doesn't leave anything but alcohol behind. So there's no additional flavors. It just adds to that sort of isopropylenous that a lot of people are turned off to. So that's what we're mm-hmm. talking about. And I, and to be fair, I some people have really enjoyed that in this, but I do think there's a there's a level of booziness in this beer uh, that some people may or may not like. That, that that's all I'm saying. Like mm. I I we try we try to make very very palatable beers here, and so when I see something that is somewhat out of that range, 
I know that for this is this is a 1.0. We've never used bacon before. We've actually never used a maple in a beer. Yeah, that before. was actually yeah, so. Uh, that's why this is a 1.0. And you know, next time it will be better. Uh, I'm really happy with it, and I think the customers have been pretty happy, with it, at least from the ratings. That so. And, and um, I do understand but, that, like when we say that, like we're not necessarily happy with a beer, and other people are like gobsmacked over it. They're like, uh, I've never ever had this kind of like heaven sent mana before. Like, what are you talking about? This is not the best beer ever. You're like, well, no, but we were going for something else. Like, so in that way, it's like, you know, they're, it's super interesting to me with what people want to drink, which is, that's the art, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then what the science is going for. And so this is a, definitely a, a, an excellent example of whole lot of art and the science that's behind it got us to a really good beer. But now we can like like then the scientist comes in and then we make it perfect. Yeah, I mean to, to really get this sort of into what we do, like we have a lot of beer, what I call them series, that are kind of to make certain other beers. And we have had two of those beers tonight. Actually, three. You could say the rice was sort of one of them, but uh, we make other styles of beer to be able to learn how to put certain ingredients together. For instance, we have the malty amber or we have the farmhouse ale. So the malty amber, we change the grain uh, so that we can learn new grains or new grain profiles. But in you know the farmhouse, we use different farmhouse oh, yeasts to learn the, the different farmhouse, farmhouse yeasts. Yeah, <laughs> but then the real idea from those, we call I call those our sandbox. So the malty amber is our malt sandbox. Our pale ale is our hop sandbox. You know the malty um, the farmhouse is. Did I already say that one? Yeah, that's our that's our our a funky yeast mm-hmm. sandbox. And then we take those and we try to make a beer that encompasses what we've learned from those other ones. But the whole time, customers are enjoying it because they get to try new new things all right. the time. Uh, and so I would say the maple bacon is 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 in that class. The, the cocktail is definitely in that class. We took what we learned from fruit purees and hops and we 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 put it all together on so. teas and spices and the whole and jam teas and spices i think yeah. the cocktail ale is literally i would almost consider it like the purest expression of what we've learned in the last year mm-hmm. because yeah. it has every single hazy hoppy nutty adjunct adjuncted <laughs> yeah, right. it yeah. literally has yeah, absolutely correct. everything we've done for an entire year all done with it like a tea and then the herb was it was it's it's a it's like the final exam yeah absolutely it, it, yeah. it's a boss level yeah. Beer. Yeah. 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 Right. But if you hate coconut, don't drink it. Right. Because <laughs> you know I mean? like, you'll be like, oh, ah, no way. But back like to this guy. Um, it is it is really satisfying to be effectively very, li- very low waste. Uh, so, you know, you think about what you do and what you want to do for your art. And one of the things is we use a lot of like vanilla bean from Madagascar or hops from New Zealand or, you know, all of the things from all over the planet. And we live in a global society. So our personal impact is it's just on the plane with something else coming this way. Right. But you want to be respectful in that way. So I think this uh, the, the maple bacon, I really do love using the, the, the pork that we got to use in this beer specifically, even though it's our first non 
like except for the lactose vegan beers. Uh, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, oh, neat, neat. This is like the the first time other than lactose we really we went into that. First. Like, is yeah, this right, offensive yeah. to, do, right. to use this? Right. <laughs> well, because actually a lot of my family are vegan, and uh, and that way I am I am. But and I thought we had a perfect reason to do so because of the back end of our chain of supply, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I love supporting Lynn and what she's up to at Dreamtime up in uh, Mercer, mm-hmm. and she's just a, a really wonderful, hardworking person, and I like that part of being able to. Like call her out in that way, and then support back in that direction. We all, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like supporting down CNC. the chain instead of up the chain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. you said, you you already have that established connection of mm-hmm. sending her your grains to right. feed her pigs. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a synergy on it. Right, right, right. Well, but also like with, you know, the the what's the guy's name from CNC? I was. I forget his first oh, name. what is his name? Is it Doug? I think. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. So, he's talking about the CNC malt guy who's in, in Butler. Uh, his name will come to me. Uh, if not, he's awesome, and you should look him up. Yeah, <laughs> We're all look him up. Really, really, really great malt. Uh, I know they have a, like a tour coming up for I think Trash. Okay. Where okay. they're all going to go up there and tour their facility, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's buying some uh, real equipment. I mean, we legitimately now have in Western Pennsylvania the first maltster, which I saw him coming from a mile away, yeah. uh, which was really cool. And so that 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 that's awesome. And, and you know, it was a matter of time because there's so many breweries on this right. side of the state that somebody was going to do it. And there's so many farms in which we export out. Exactly. Actually, yeah. Right. And yeah. And everything. And that's one yeah. thing. He, he gets a lot of his malt from inside the state, yeah. too, which so is the, kind of the a actual, surprise. The brewery fact is Pennsylvania is a net exporter of malts. So this is like into the brewery world. You know, just to, you know, I think I do like to think that even though we're a tiny brewery, we do give like kind of a good interview in this way because like we see it from like a bit of the top down, even though we're on the bottom right. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Pennsylvania is a net. Uh, we actually had a meeting with the Brewers Guild about it, so this is where I got it from. So all the other brewers are like, I was in that meeting too, so don't act like you're the only guy who knows they just do re- research on Wikipedia. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're the first one to say it on our show. So right. Yeah, so uh, they actually came in from the state and was talking to our guild, uh, Pit, uh, Pittsburgh Craft, uh, essentially the Brewers Guild, yeah. and uh, which, man, I just, I'm so happy to be part of that. They're all such good people. Anyway. Um, and uh, they were talking that the, the state is a net exporter of malts and that uh, they're trying to focus like statewide with agricultural incentives to get more maltsters here in the state. So we keep it all, you know, everybody's worried yeah. about that tax dollar. Right. <laughs> so, right. But uh, CNC, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and his and malt it's, is really malt good. Is so good. So he's so a tech. He's a definitely a technical guy. Mm-hmm. Like, right I mean, on. you just look at his. He, he's finally on the media. You know, he was he's definitely a latecomer to social media in that way. And uh, and his stuff, it's just he's so heartfelt about it. You can see somebody and then to be a maltster. You know what I mean? So that's that's the idea of the tertiary things that people do to make beer. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who just makes yeast all day or the lady who's down there, you know, just essentially cracking grains. You know what I mean? It's like those things. Just, we do need yeah, a big right. hop farmer. We do have some. Right, some small ones. But nobody's going full out like we've seen in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know nobody's I mean? doing the acreage. Nobody's going. Right. And, and I, there's some challenges that, that need to be overcome probably. Pennsylvania but, weather. <laughs> but it can be grown there because Greenhouse it holder. used to it used to be a, an area where hops could grow, but you can only grow certain types. Yeah. And, we have Germany's know, climate so. is another yeah. way to think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, But all those Bavarian hops are real. Let's do this. I think we'll see it. Kewl melon. So just out of Curiosity uh, with with the CNC going back a little bit. Uh, is he available to go down even to the home brew?
breakthrough level. Yeah, uh, so, so I, I think, I believe that they're making a big push to try to sell to the homebrewers now. Okay. And because he has started to show up on wanting to do tours for Trub and Trash, which obviously that means he's trying to make sales. Right, 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 right. So I would imagine I... I, next, we'll probably see him soon. He's supposed to burst yeah. on some chit malt. Um, so C H I T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the good. <laughs> it's the good chit. Uh, it's not that so, open source yeah, fermentation If you guys don't follow him, he's finally got. We he got on the Facebook, and I was like, okay, that's good, but you need to get on Instagram because I think it'll really help you because all the breweries are using your malt. will mm-hmm. tag you, right. and it'll drive right. people mm-hmm. from all over the place. So yeah. you, you should follow him on Instagram because I, I really. We want to support that. You know what I mean? So right on. We'll make sure we'll make sure to tag yeah. them on Twitter and Instagram when we do our promotion for the episode. Right. That'd be so, cool. so uh, you know, uh, just to jump to back to this beer for oh, yeah, a totally quick minute. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I've been drinking it. We we didn't we kind of diverted from usual show format. For <laughs> no. and apparently, so, I'm the only, kind of us. I'm the only yeah. one that hasn't drank it. I oh, well, why don't one. you go ahead? Let's all take a healthy pause while you yeah. uh, enjoy this tasty yeah. beverage. We'll, we'll come back to you um, after our yeah, Mayo Mayo burger. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like Dave said, I, I've been drinking this beer for a couple weeks actually. <laughs> uh, but you know, like Dave said, I, I I did notice that you know the the maple did get kind of burned off but i don't share the same uh thoughts about it being too boozy or hot i i just don't taste it even though it's an 11 percent stout and that just might be my own palate and my own leanings towards drinking things that are incredibly boozy <laughs> well it has uh, a good amount of malt with it yeah like i mean there's enough there's enough physical beer behind the abv is what i think it really is right you know so it is it doesn't outrun the booziness yeah right? it, it, in that it, way if it was less boozy it would seem thick right right so yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It works for me. I definitely get the bacon taste out of it. it, and it's something I've missed from other bacon beers that I've had in the past. And that's the one thing that stands out in this is like there is that smokiness that I thought was from smoked malt, but it's just from the bacon. Yeah. And then you just have that nice bacon flavor, mm-hmm. you know. And I, as Dave said, in future iterations, we'll have more maple flavor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll be back for that. There's <laughs> one thing we always try to do is we always try, if we when we name the beers, whatever we put in the name, we want you to be able to taste it. Mm-hmm. Thank Say you. Maple bacon. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to taste mm-hmm. maple bacon. Yeah. And that's and something if you don't get that. It actually is a flaw. Right. So we and we've it done disappointment. It does. Yeah. And we've done I think we've done a really good job yeah. of pulling that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if it's asparagus and carrots, if you don't taste mm-hmm. both of them, like we should just make the beer again. Right. Don't, if your pee don't, don't smell later, yes. you yeah, didn't don't do it. Don't asparagus because John has been trying to push us to put actually put asparagus in the beer. It's pushing and herbal Russell beers. Like, You're welcome, John, by the way. Exactly. Just to get that out there. Veggie beer. Poor John. Definitely a good point, though, Dave. There's been times where I've had a really good beer, but because it wasn't what it said it was, I had a bad opinion about right. it. We actually get a lot of... Uh, Sort of a little kickback on our uh, peanut butter porter for that because everybody wants sweet baby Jesus. And they're like, why is there no chocolate in this? I was like, it's not a chocolate peanut butter porter. <laughs> like, it was like, it's a peanut butter porter. Like, well, it's really light with the peanut butter. I was like, well, this one was a little lighter than most, but we've had them where they're like a little stronger. And like, I mean, right. like, that was this year's version of it. So mm-hmm. in that way, like, um, yeah, I was. I think we've learned a little bit from yeah. that one. Cause Absolutely. Like, yes. We called it peanut butter porter and people wanted this like peanut butter. Right. And really, it ended up tasting more like a peanuts. porter. 
like yeah. an actual real okay. penis that you're right. in the ballpark. That's a right. much different profile than right. actual peanut butter. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So unless you're doing that like all natural Smuckers kind of stuff, if not, then you're gonna get like the sugar and all the bits mm-hmm. that they put in. Definitely, definitely. So Adam, you've had time to drink. I did. Yes. Thoughts. I did. <laughs> so I like the beer. I definitely like the smokiness of it. What I found interesting was it doesn't have that that syrupy taste to it. But I, I found a little bit of the syrupy mouthfeel to it. Mm. It, it. So, like, the, the taste kind of wasn't wasn't there, but it felt like it was there. And I found that very interesting. Uh, it, yes, I agree that I think there needs to be a little more maple flavor there. I don't think I'm breaking any news to Dave and Tom here. But, yeah, yeah. I think you get a good <laughs> bit of nose, I definitely <laughs> smell maple. <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying. Like It's almost like you know it's there, but it just doesn't... I don't know. It's it's not like Super Troopers drinking the maple mm-hmm. syrup. Right, right. And when I say maple syrup, I want you to be able to taste it. You, right. You, you, you want to I think this is. I think maple syrup is one of the trickier ingredients to get that flavor. Because he eats it. It just right. says, yeah. "Thank yeah. you, maple." Nom nom nom. <laughs> I, I think I feel like you're trying to shoot more for like candied bacon, which is when you put mm. you know maple syrup over bacon and then throw it in the oven. Oh yeah. And you get that oh, yeah. real definitely. sticky bacon. Yeah. And definitely. And mm. we will. I mean, I like I said, I think this is one that we probably are going to come back. To yeah. I, you know, the, hey, you always you always put a V one on your stuff, and this is V one, right. so V one one will be right. better. <laughs> and I would definitely so, yeah. agree with um with Adam. You don't pick up a lot on the maple, but it definitely you know it's there. Mouthfeel wise, yep. it was silky. You get the roastiness, you get the smokiness. I get a little bit of that alcohol burn, but to me, that's just Mother Nature's way of saying this is eleven point five percent beer. <laughs> so <laughs> it feels good. I, I like it. I really enjoy right. it. So that, don't be stupid with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, interestingly, uh, for one of our higher ABV beers, uh, very few people go with the four ounce sampler. Like they're like there, a lot of people are drinking the full eights on it, and they're mm-hmm. letting it warm up yeah. and treating it right. Uh, I really think the um, the the stout customer is my new favorite customer. <laughs> no, I just mean in general, and they're vocal. They're definitely yeah. vocal. Oh yes, but you give them a little bit of roasty and some good times, and like especially the. Um, I'll make sure that uh, you get one of those EDMs on your way out. The, All right. the English All dark right. miles. <laughs> just and uh, you know it's a little four point oneer. Uh, it's sessionable, but the, the, the such so much mouth flavor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, mouth is where the flavor happens. But you know, <laughs> that eleven percent got on me. I think, if anything, um, no. But in that way, uh, you know, you want to make sure all like those those customers are represented. Eventually, one of the most vocal. I they they absolutely mm-hmm. are. You yeah. don't have a dark beer on. Oh God! <laughs> you'd be better off without a hoppy beer on. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you ran out of hops, you'd be like, "Well, I guess everybody drank it." Mm-hmm. And you know, but like, but you say you ran out of stouts, you're like, "Oh, you don't love well, me." Well, the hoppy people just <laughs> want, the hoppy people would just won't drink anything. They'll right. Be like, oh, yeah. What do you got? I'll, I'll try that, and then they right. have one and leave. I'll, I'll, or if there's a hoppy beer on, they'll just stay there and take you know three pints to the face and then leave. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. The yep. dark malt people will let you know that they want. The dark my favorite is we were out of hoppies at one point, but we had a uh, a single hop bitter on, right? And so the hoppy people go, "I see the word hop, I'll take it." And so it's like, "Oh, enjoy your British pub ale." And they're like, and they drink it, it's like. This is a little lighter than my average pale ale. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bra. <laughs> this is a British pub ale, as I said when I handed it to you. <laughs> Learn your styles, bra. Beer, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like, you should. Did you skip leg day on your beer day? <laughs> right? It's like. Gotta learn your styles, bro. Do you even Cicerone? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're in segment three, and that means it's time for a little bit of fun. And I've prepared a quiz specifically for episode 100. It's called the Keeping It 100 Quiz. Oh, gosh. 
In this quiz, we're going to have the team from Abjuration versus the remaining team of Hop Nation USA that isn't me, so that means Dennis and Adam. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. You guys are going down. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> me and Adam are pretty sure good. These yeah, questions are always typically pretty tough, mm -hmm. but I have confidence in Adam and myself. We brought a, almost Generation Z with us. You're doomed. <laughs> That's true. You guys got a, you got a pretty good spread. <laughs> you got a pretty good I'm, spread I'm, of knowledge over there. I'm hoping it goes the other way and it dips into like Dukes of Hazard trivia. Oh, right. <laughs> On. And then, nope. And then I'm nope. in. I don't know, nope. man. I know Cooter is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, none of the answers tonight will be Cooter or Enos. There's a little possession on there. That's not Cooter's anus. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cooter's actually a tow truck driver that was really fond of Daisy. Right. So, uh, yes. uh, yeah, I mean, weren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Enos uh, was a uh, was the uh, deputy deputy who yeah. also was in love with Daisy because everyone's in love with Daisy, right. including me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that Cooter was just some guy that walked around down the block from where I grew up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was no, a real dude. He was a nice guy. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yes, no, no Dukes of Hazard trivia tonight. The, uh, the theme tonight is keeping it 100, of course. So everything is going to be based on top 100 lists. Uh -oh. Yes. oh, okay. So we have four <laughs> questions. Uh, each is uh, based off a top 100 list, and they are multiple choice. Oh, God. Each question is going to be worth one point. If you miss the question, it will go to the other team, and they'll have a chance to steal. And we have a final fifth question at the end, and it'll go to both teams. Oh. I'm going to start with uh, Team Abjuration and give them the first question. They are the Ooh. wonderful hosts tonight, so it's only fair. Lusitania. That's not a bad guess. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, no, but this, uh, this is actually coming from the Untapped, and this is from their oh. top 100 beers. Okay. Uh, variants of this beer occupy the top five spots on Untapped's highest ranked beers. It, and I'll say, if you know what it is without multiple choice, I'll give you two points. So, Dave, go ahead. It's mead. No, I said Wait, beers. Oh, oh, beers. Yeah, I said, I said. Uh, so I'll, I'll, right, I'll, I'll not deduct you. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> this was admirable. Well, no, because the meaderies are all the top ones all, on Untapped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. The like meads are specific beer. Yes, it's it's variants of this beer occupy the top five spots on Untapped. Yikes. So it's variants of a specific beer. If you want your choices, I can give you that. <laughs> like a specific style. No, but we have a multiple yeah, choice option. Yeah, just, yeah. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, let's let's listen to the whole question, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we we think we're so much better than test. We're like, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys are going to give us some answers? Screw it. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, all right, all right, gentlemen. Let's let's absorb information. So your choices are, uh, the Dark Lord. The Julius and any other other spellings of Julius from Treehouse, <laughs> the BCBS, or Guinness. Mm. Wait, BCBS is Bourbon Country Bourbon, Barrel yeah. Style. Yeah, yeah, from Goose Island, from oh, oh, Bourbon that County. That one. That For yeah. those that in the know, one right now. that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that one. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he brought the kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The kid. <laughs> Kids got it. Kids got you a point. Yeah. The yeah, ringer. It is. Go internet. Yeah. It is the BCBS. Uh, the uh, mm. variety variants of the BCBS. The proprietors, mostly the proprietors, occupy the top, you know, five spots on Untapped. Uh, 
mostly because they don't get produced. They're not out in the market long enough, uh, <laughs> so they just get a lot of. Uh, they're set in, they're set yeah, yeah, they just get a bunch of four, five, four, seven, five, five, and then they're off the market, and then they set it at the top. So there so you go. It's like old years of the bourbon country that are like number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of 2014, a lot of 2013. What have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. All right. This one is for Team Hop Nation USA. Your question is based on the top 100 new beers on the beer advocate list. Oh, hell. Yes. Top 100 new, meaning that these were added within the past year. The question is, how many spots on this list are not Treehouse or Trillium beers? How the hell do you guys get... You guys are mean to yourselves. I know. I love this. This is the greatest thing that ever happened. Now nah, we're used to it. <laughs> oh, let's hear the choices. Yeah, because I'm not going to try. One, two, three. <laughs> so, so, again, how many are not Treehouse or Trillium beers? Your choices are 57, 90, 10, or 77. 77. Yeah, 90 seems high, but 10 seems low. My brain's bleeding from the question. So, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Switch if we that. say 77, <laughs> which are not Trillium or Treehouse beers, and that means 23 are. Right. So I think that's, I think 23 could be. I'll go 77. I'm down with that. Okay, and you are incorrect. Damn it. Team Adjuration. Okay, so Just my thought process it out. is that Trillium and Treehouse, are, they're starting to get pretty big. And they don't make a lot of new beers. So I'm thinking, like, it's probably maybe that 90. I like it. Really? You think that? I would think that they would produce new beers, but just, like, not so many a year. They don't make 90. Maybe 90 other beers are. Somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. We're leaning hard on John yeah, at this point. That's okay. Puts up their ass. <laughs> don't get too real, David. That's <laughs> no, 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 right. no, okay. But I'm definitely going with John's answer, which would be the, the high one. 90. Okay. Uh, well, that's also incorrect. Are you serious? What? The actual five fucks? Oh, well, I'll, I'll take mutual annihilation. <laughs> how, that's how insane is this about the beer? 57 is... 57. That's is insane. So, so there's 43 of those beers out there? 43 of those beers belong to either Trillium or Treehouse. Treehouse, I believe, occupies uh, 30 spots on the new list for the past year added, and 13 belong to Trillium. Well, someone's a so sponsor. They should, right. <laughs> <laughs> change their name from Trillium Treehouse ad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just didn't think that that would be a thing. Right. Or just yeah. give them their own section and let everybody else fight out for the rest. Right, you exactly. Know what I mean? like, any beers you that aren't the following. You're 50% of the top 100 at that yeah. point. But yeah. I do not think that's that they made that many new beers. That's cray 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 cray. Right. Well, every little variant must be. Yeah, it's it's right. every little variant. Anytime Treehouse adds a nest. <laughs> So they just get five to oh all the time. Is that it? They get they get they get a lot of four sevens and four you know four sixes on. Man, uh, I don't have to go try me some of this shit. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, mean, like, I think there's a lot of hype on a four one. Maybe I'm just saying like whatever. Like, but that's sight unseen. I mean, I'm willing to be like. I mean, I guess I just worship. I guess fall down upon my fetlocks. Yeah. And pray. When, when, once you a, knees for a horse. <laughs> once you get to that cult level, I believe it's just like people are just willing to put down whatever. I do like a good cultist. I love you too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got good Kool-Aid. Also, uh, <laughs> legitimately, uh, your podcast about the uh, rice barley wine uh, t- touched me personally. And just thank you guys. Like, no, for just forgetting it and see yeah. what we're up to. And that was a really nice way you guys went through the styles for other people. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Was, so did was, we. Yeah, really so did we. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, we enjoyed that beer and we enjoyed uh, the other 
uh, the other one, but not the other one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. The other one was a the European that one, was, one right? Uh, tough? Uh, Quebec. It was a, it was Canadian. No, the Canadian was the tough one. Yeah, right? the Canadian yeah, right, right, one right. was that was a bit. Uh, it was hot. That it, one was hot. Yeah, <laughs> it was Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> it was Quebec. <laughs> hey, you know Canadians are so good at being people, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock Canada, Tom. Don't knock Canada. John's half Canadian, so oh. uh, it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, two points for that. I get two points. <laughs> two team points against John. <laughs> two team points. Playing your own game. <laughs> Absolutely. Got two Side team bets. points against Side bets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question three for team abjuration. And this is coming from the regular 100 top beers beer advocate list. Ooh. Yes. Of... The 100 beers on Beer Advocate, which has the most ratings, as in the number of ratings given to it within the top 100. And you're going to give us a four-pack to choose oh, from? I'll give you a four-pack to choose from. Yeah, yeah but yeah. my first guess would be... Is it style or... Just in it's, a, it's all styles. All times. All styles, all states, I'm, all countries. That, that Guinness from earlier might have been a, uh, a MacGuffin uh-huh. at this point, because Guinness would be a great choice uh-huh. for most craft beer choices of all people, because I think it's one of the fundamental craft beer entries, because it was for me. Yep. But uh, Sam Adams but does it does it crack the top one hundred? Sierra Nevada. Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada might be because like mm-hmm. those are like everywhere. Do right. do they and crack the, the top one hundred though? Yes, mm. but for most total votes, right? Or yeah, it's most total votes. So you got to consider there's a lot of beers that longevity. are longevity. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of hint. Like if you look at the top of the list, uh, some of the beers are like Dark Lord Day and things like that. Uh, things that aren't necessarily around, they don't get a lot of votes. But they definitely outrank mainstays. So things that have been around longer, you know, would their ratings oh, be they, lower? Because the internet wasn't as popping back right. then, right? Yeah, right, right. Or something like Dogfish 120 that is pretty available, but Could also be. gets a ton of love. Yeah. Because it's one of those sort of rare... What about like Green Flashes is like good time? Or... You guys could also just Let's go. stop guesstimating. I'll give you the four... <laughs> We're just filibustering here. We're just yeah, yeah, waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hear the word Star Wars, I'm cutting you off and, and just <laughs> no, making you take yeah, the fortune. No, let's do the four. Let's do four. <laughs> okay, so your choices are KBS, Pliny the Elder, Hetty Topper, and Zombie Dust. That doesn't make Ooh, sense. I would say Zombie yeah, Dust. I say Zombie yeah. Dust. You, le- you at least stop guessing Green Flash. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so I'm saying of them, uh, giving the caveat of the newest being like necessarily when it was hottest for the internet to exist, I think Zombie Dust might have a good one. Because mm. it's also pretty well out there, but... Hetty Topper's a right. But not a lot of people get it. That's like, you're just rolling a dice on that list. That's what I think. But you know, I mean, just, just, just guess because they're going to be zombie just like, too. Zombie wait, 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 wait. Found, founders distributes KBS. a lot. I really love to say KBS too, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the fanage is there. KBS. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Going with KBS? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, boo, KBS. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team Hop Nation, time to steal. I definitely feel like it's Plenty the Elder. Because that is like. It, it's one of the OGs. Yeah, that's like one of the ones where for the longest time people use that as a benchmark. It was. Well, it still is. It's still. I, there's. I think there's definitely a lot better beers out now, but it's still, like you said, an OG. I think Pliny, but I don't know what your opinion is, Adam. I, I think I gotta go Pliny the Elder on this one. Yeah. What we're gonna do. And Team Hop Nation gets a point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Also, Planet of the Elder tastes like Bell's Too Hearted. <laughs> so it's just really a it's a really well done Bell's Too Hearted, yeah. but they're, the beer, those beers are stacked on top of each other. Yeah. So it's it, a personal opinion on those beers, and it's a hot take. <laughs> but I've said it before, and Dave's got his own opinions. But yeah. here that's me. But uh, yeah, it, just for a little more information on that, so Planet of the Elder actually only comes in at number twenty eight on the top one hundred list, oh. but it has fifteen thousand entries mm-hmm. and votes for it. Mm. Hetty Topper though has less around thirteen to twelve thousand, but it comes in at number six overall. Oh. Yeah, so it's not necessarily you know the highest ranking, but it has right. the most votes. I mean, I thought, but everybody drinks zombie dust. It's everywhere. Yeah, zo- zo- I mean, zombie dust is still up there as well. Yeah. It's I still within the top one hundred. Push just because it was so new it, and everybody. It, drinks. Mm-hmm. Zombie, how many does zombie dust have? How many I have? think it had around uh, ten to eleven thousand. Oh. oh, so it's, yeah. it's in there. So uh, right. yeah, no, it still totally mm-hmm. gets a bunch, and it's I think it's up within the fifties. Fun beer questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the other thing is you've got the Pliny the Elder, and you have. Plenty the younger, mm-hmm. and there there are people who are going to be doing both. They want to say, "Oh, what's better, the younger, or the elder?" Mm-hmm. So that's going to push those numbers up as well. Big or hop, right? Which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Just to throw it out there, yes. Just keep it local. <laughs> just talking about all these national beers, and I can't stop stop being a local guy. You know what I mean? Like I'll, 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 that Stockyard is also great that they got. They'll throw a little East End loving out there. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Question four for Team Hop Nation USA. According to Rate Beer. Ooh. Yes. What is platforms. what is the top PA brewery within the hundred list? In terms of what? Mm. So within the top one hundred of all breweries across <laughs> the country. So top rating. Yeah, top rating across all breweries across the country. Who do I love the most? Not PA. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be the same one. No, no, you're Tom, not rate beer. No, no. <laughs> oh, touche. Maybe it's TomRatesBeer.com. <laughs> so I have an idea. My so my thought so is, is top rated. No, is this top rated for 2018 or all time? 2018. 2018. Yeah. So I I think I got to put my Sam hat on a little bit. Okay. And I, and I think I got to at least throw out Pizza Boy. Okay. Well, yeah, do, do you want, do you want your do you want your four first? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do you want your? Yeah, we wink, totally do. Wink. Do yeah. you want your four first? Yeah. Yes, we totally do. We like the four. <laughs> all right, so. Top brewery within PA, as voted on by the users of Rapier. Is it Dancing Gnome, Victory, <laughs> Tired Hands, or Bullfrog? Is Victory made in PA? Yes. Oh, Downington. Yeah. Oh, that's, really, right, that's right out of Philly. Oh, no way. I always thought... Where they say Wooder. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> for, such a, for some reason, I always thought I was like way over in Canada or something. <laughs> I feel like Dancing Gnome is an awesome brewery, but... I just don't know if they've been around long enough to really have been, like, to have everyone in Pennsylvania know about them to have voted on them. Yeah. So you still them the t- to vote them one. that high? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think okay. it's Dancing Gnome, even okay. though if we did a local poll, mm-hmm. right. definitely right. be. So you're still thinking okay. Pizza Boy? Yeah, which wasn't an option. <laughs> 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 so that was the equivalent of just yelling out Mead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Definitely right. Definitely right. Definitely right. Also, Andrew is still a great person. <laughs> oh, no. I, Andrew is awesome. So what were the options besides Dancing Gnome? Uh, your options aside from Dancing Gnome were Victory, Tired Hands, and Bullfrog. I don't know too much about bull, Bullfrog. At all. Uh, yeah, I was going to eliminate so them as well. Yeah. Victory makes sense because they Victory they're tiny. the largest. And they probably have the best distribution, uh, so they're going to have the most hits. Yeah, I agree. I'd go Victory. Is that what you want to do? Adam? Yeah, let's go Victory. Victory. 
That is incorrect. Damn Ooh. it. Definitely tired hands, right? Definitely tired hands. Right. I think it's strange that Bullfrog is mentioned. Yeah, right. It could mm. be like the dark horse. Yeah, that's all right. We can lose again if happens. Well, we can lose again. I think we can, <laughs> <laughs> we can lose another one and still beat these guys. <laughs> it's definitely not Gnome. But by the time, Rape Beer already had so many ratings before Gnome was. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They live in our hearts. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, tired hands or bullfrog? Uh, tired hands. Tired hands. And that's another point for abjuration. <laughs> oh. Yeah! That was, a, that was a tough call. The, the, bullfrog, was, the bullfrog was a red herring. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> so, well, kind of and not. So, tired hands actually comes in at number 13 on the top 100 list. Uh, victory is a little more lower down on that list, and bullfrog is a little lower still. Oh. Dancing Gnome is the only one that doesn't make the top 100. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. The top 100? Yeah, so Dancing Gnome doesn't make the top 100, oh. but bullfrog frog brewing actually does it already had yeah they had the following and right, there was right. a lot of yeah uh legacy issues in <laughs> so standings now currently heading into the final question uh team abjuration has three points team hop nation usa has one because we're number one. That's, That's right. right. So question number five is, being that we're doing the keeping it 100 quiz, is going to be worth 100 points. Yes. <laughs> I like how this works. Sudden. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Everything you did before doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like every beer we make. <laughs> <laughs> Always improving. Oh. Always moving forward. <laughs> if you're not making the best, nobody cares. <laughs> Always spinning faster and faster. <laughs> So, the final question for the evening will be answered by both teams, but I'll give Abjuration the chance to uh, put their wager in last. How many beers in Steve's top 100 beers on Untapped of 1,126 beers are stouts? How many beers out of my top 100? Top 100. Yeah. Um. Of the 1,000 that I've 1,000 plus I've had. That I checked in. I stopped doing that thing fucking two years so you don't ago. Need to it's how <laughs> no, it's just to throw you off and confuse you. <laughs> I like this. I like this. It's a trap. Your top 100 are stuff. Mm-hmm. Percentage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a hard, hard, hard 20 percent. I would say that's I'm, my I mean, my basic guess. I've listened to the podcast enough. I, and you're I, you like stops, but you're not the biggest stop fan, if I can remember. So you're saying 11. Say eleven percent. Well, that doesn't mean. I mean, you, you it, guys, it you guys can continue debate. Team Hop Nation. I'm, I'm asking for your wager first. first. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, 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 we're both going. We're going to put our numbers up. Yeah, yeah, head to head competition. Yeah, I, I'm going to say forty-five. <laughs> oh wow, that's really high. So Dennis is uh, saying forty-five. I'll say forty-six. Whoa. You guys want to split wow. the difference at forty? Forty-five and a half. Yeah, well, I'm going back to my twenty. I'm going to make the Yeah, really. Such a connoisseur of stouts. I think if, uh, if I remember correctly, Tom, you told me that about 60% of beer people say that their favorite style is an IPA. I would be correct. 30% say their favorite style is like a dark beer or a stout. Yeah, sounds about right. And 10% go sour. I would agree. I'm going to follow those trends and probably say somewhere around 30. So, like you say, a hard 30, 30%? I, I like that, too, because I do know he's a, he's sort of a hophead, so... But they went, they went so high. His untapped range could be all over the place. So let's go a nice 33. Let's say a nice 33. Yeah, yeah. Third one. Okay, right. Abjuration's checked in with 33. I was still waiting for you guys to answer first. But <laughs> you, you're good with 45? Yeah, let's do 45. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm in. All right, so Team Hop Nation has 45. Team Abjuration has 33. And 
of the top 100 beers I have, not including porters, not including anything just that's just a dark Belgian. I know the differences in my styles. I know what's happening. <laughs> I have 39 Ooh. stouts. <laughs> Wait. So they're six points off. We're... Six they points went. off. That's a tie, y'all. That is a fundamental tie over under with no preconditions made. That is a flat out tie. So how insane is that? So final like, scores are abjuration 103 to Hop Nation 101. So they still I win. thought we were tied. Just we slightly beat you. I thought we would split the points and only beat you by two. I'm still amazed that we the got it within six. Right yeah. in the middle of both of us. Yeah, like, that right. is insane. Yeah, that's pretty all right. I guess we kind of know Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we both equally know Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a way low at the beginning. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact, when I was going through that, the top-rated beer was the Southern Tier Creme Brulee, Ooh. and then three below was a check-in from 2016, which was the Abjuration Vanilla Oak Age yeah. Belgian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's number three uh, on my list. I, I would expect so, to see her come back around eventually. 2016 might have been a beer fest. It was. It was Beers of the Berg right. in Lawrenceville in the uh, warehouse. The, the, the yeah. transit building. Transit building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I will, oh, it's yeah. going back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I will tell you that that is one of five five-star beers that I have. On on untapped one of five of over nine hundred and seventy five. Wow, thank the you. The one from that festival. Wow. From that festival. Oh jeez. I yeah. mean, I got people out of line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We harassed <laughs> our friends. Crazy too. The line would be like sixty deep. That was, deep that was one of the funnest festivals I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I was really sad that they that venue was only a one time show. Mm-hmm. That was a cool. Spot. Yeah, that was a cool venue. Yeah, it's still Beers of the Berg is overall a great festival. Right. So. Definitely, but that that spot's gone. Yeah. It's going to be apartments. Or you know, mm-hmm. No matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't call it gentrified. But it's, it's if what would ha- what? How do you call it when gentrified gets gentrified? What do you call that? Like you know what I mean? Like super when poor white kids get kicked up by rich white kids. What do you call that? <laughs> yeah, super sa- nine nine thousand and one. Literally a man <laughs> screaming for three episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Your spot's been Amazoned, <laughs> right. which is somehow not planting trees. Like, I moved from Brooklyn for this. I can't afford this. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's okay if we come back to the maple bacon stout by Abjuration. I'll just say my final piece on that. I really enjoy this beer. It's a really good stout. We were just talking about how I enjoy my stouts, and this goes right into that category of a really enjoyable stout that I could try to put a bunch away of, but I would ultimately fail because it is 11%. <laughs> but yeah, I drink this anytime and I'm excited to see more iterations of it. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, it, my stamp on it, it, it's a good-ass beer. Uh, would drink it again. Probably going to drink it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this version and any future versions, whenever I see it comes out, yeah, I'll probably be here. I guess uh, I'm just going to jump right in <laughs> with everyone else. <laughs> it's a solid stout, very well balanced between some of the uh, smoky flavors that you get from the bacon, the roastiness, um, solid beer. And I think that's definitely something I would like to have four or five of at the house and keep them for special occasions throughout the year. But I know all it takes is one bad weekend and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely say this is what a candidate for the next eight ounce cans mm-hmm. in the future. I mean, there'll be more beers we'll put in the eight ounce cans, but I like we the we sort of considered it with this one, but we were a little scared because it's the the bacon and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
but uh we learned a little bit from it so i think we'll be ready to do it i, de- I definitely like the little cans it made me feel like a big man <laughs> <laughs> but uh with that i think it's okay if we move to the podium and we uh, rank the three beers that we had tonight uh does anybody like to go first i'll go we'll, first we'll save our guests for last yes. and make them rank their babies because yes. we love to do that <laughs> <laughs> which baby do you love the most yeah <laughs> But uh, Adam, you want to so go? I'll go first, and I'm honestly just going to go right in line with how we had them tonight. I'm going to go with the Rice IPA in, in the bronze medal position. Uh, like I said earlier, that is the kind of beer that you want to... This is definitely, like I said, the type of beer that you want to introduce people uh, into the IPA side of things. However, uh, that's what I thought when we had that at first. But then we get into the the cocktail ale, which is definitely in the IPA side of things. And that kind of just trumped the first one uh, as the the gateway beer into the IPAs because it it just, like I said earlier, just kind of stepped out of the shire a little bit. And then you come right back when you have all the other, your flavors, your pineapple, your coconut, and things like that. And and that is what puts that in the silver silver metal position. However, uh, this maple bacon stout, yeah, that's going gold metal. Far and away, I like the smokiness. I like the uh, the mouthfeel of it. Yes, I could use a little more maple flavor to it, but it's version 1.0. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy more. I'm gonna drink more. That's all there is to it. And, and for that, it goes in the gold medal position. Dennis, what were your right. thoughts? Well, I would say for me personally, bronze would be the rice IPA for sure. I enjoyed the the silkiness of it. It's a solid, solid beer. Um, silver is going to be going to switch it up a little bit. It's going to be the maple bacon stout. I love that beer. It's very, very good. But the first and what's going to take gold is the cocktail beer. The first sip of it. I literally, like I said earlier, blurted out, ooh. <laughs> it was just, it, it, it was the first time in a long time a beer connected with me on an emotional level. <laughs> it, it was just so tasty, and it was unlike anything I've ever had in my entire life. So, uh, yeah, I've got to figure out how I'm carrying all this beer home tonight. <laughs> I hope you brought the SUV. I sure did. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm actually just going to agree with what Dennis just said. I, I think that Rice IPA is it's really drinkable, and you can put it up against pretty much any other IPA in the city. It's uh, it's just so soft. It's so drinkable. It's so nice. It, it you know it's a hazy IPA, even though they're not necessarily advertising it as such. But it, it hits all those things, and without being you know a juice bomb either. I'm not. I don't love you know everything tasting like orange juice. <laughs> yeah, I, I like hops to kind of stand out on their own, and you know the secret really does that silver i'm going to give to the uh stout just because you know it is version one it is really good i don't find it to be as boozy as some others do but it still is 11 percent, and you know drinking that is a lot especially as we do warm up into the summer months and that's why i'm giving gold to the cocktail inspired ale because the drinkability on that is off the charts it is so fresh it is so delicious and you just want to keep having more and more and more and for the simple fact that i could have more of that before i went to sleep than i could of the stout <laughs> is why i'm going to give gold stout to this will put you to sleep yeah the stout will put me to sleep but i mean i would feel satisfied by both but i could just have more of the cia before i went you know nutty buys <laughs> 
Uh, so with that, I'll turn it over to Team Abjuration. Time to rank your children. Well, we're going to go with John first. Uh, let's sure. Give him your, your our, our ch- his, his view. Uh, so I'm not a I'm not a diehard stout guy. So <laughs> as much as I absolutely love the maple bacon because it's it's I think it's great. Um, I'd probably put that at bronze. And then I'm also not a fan of anise. And you can ask Tom and Dave how much I really did not like brew day sometimes because that was a strong flavor. So the cocktail is going at number two. I think the rice IPA is the gold. I think it's beautifully balanced. I love the floral notes. I'm a huge fan when a really simple beer goes super, super far. And I think that's why it would get my gold. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, let Dave finish it off. So uh, I would I would say the uh, the maple bacon is my bronze because it's just not normally the style of beer I go for. Um, I'm not necessarily so roasty as those the imperials, but uh, boy, I would say I I would I definitely really enjoy drinking it. I've had it a bunch now, and for for a style of beer, it, and customers say this to me a lot. You know, I don't normally drink a style of beer, but I like yours. I don't normally drink the style of beer, but I like mine. <laughs> so, like, and in that way, it's like I definitely really enjoy that beer. But uh, and then I would probably go uh, with the the CIA beer and the silver because I really love the way the rice came off. I just think it's such a good beer. CIA or the rice and silver. Uh, the CIA and silver. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good beer, and I love the art of it. Oh, okay. And I think it's just so like I mean I really do love the balance of the beer overall, and what we got out of it is what I wanted in a in a very like can you make you know the caged bird sing sort of way like an art thing like do, is this song right and i feel really really satisfied with it but you know that jasmine rice really comes off so well and uh i i see a lot more future uh with the rice you know in that way so it's sort of where my heart's at it, I mean, just to jump in because in a way maybe you think of it like the rice ipa is something more that you can build upon where you've already said the cia is the boss level completion yeah of absolutely. everything else you've yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah sort of cool. like 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 where i would feel about it being the maker yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that sounds cool i uh this is like impossible it's your kids <laughs> right yeah, absolutely <laughs> Uh, but weirdly, I'm actually going to agree because they both actually had the same exact list. So, and I, I weirdly agree. Uh, I would almost put the cocktail in third, but because I'm not a big Imperial Stout drinker, I'm going to put it in the third place. The, uh, the, the cocktail I would put in second uh, just because of how happy I am with the rice IPA. And, uh, I'm a huge hophead, and so I've been really trying really hard to make our hoppies is the best that I can. And I think that the rice IPA is a full year of what we took and learned to get our hoppies to a level that competes with other people around the city. And that's why I have to give it the gold because of that. Uh, the cocktail is really, really, really good. But <laughs> your explanation with Tom is is dead set on. We we knew it was going to do that. Mm-hmm. The rice was a big surprise because we're always I'm always trying to make our hoppies better. And this is the first time I'm actually really happy with the juiciness, the hoppiness that we the hop saturatedness that we got out of uh, one of our hoppies. So yeah. Right on, right on. Well I'm gonna let you guys just continue on. Uh it, any kind of events, canning, what else can we look forward to from Abjuration? What's coming up? I mean, definitely we, uh, we're going to put a lot more, you know, metal in the back as we go through the next year, uh, looking forward. Uh, 
I'm excited to get to our hundred beers here in about twenty five beers or twenty four mm-hmm. beers. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, like we'll, we're going to have a hundred recipes up, even shorter than that. You know, it's definitely one of those things where I think we're going to build on uh, the palate. And I, I'm really excited. Uh, I heard a thing about a brewer saying the other day they were worried about brewers fatigue because they couldn't come up with enough interesting new beers to keep up. And I'm like, good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what I mean, I, I you know, uh, bringing John on has been really, really super helpful to keep our our narrative fresh. Uh, you know, Dave's always trying to keep me reined in and keep us rational, and I'm excited to see what we do this year. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh yeah, it, I I just want to I just want to see how far we can go. He just to wants to keep pushing us. Yeah. He wants Brussels sprouts, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll do the basics. So, you know, events we got coming up. We're doing uh, the brew haha. We don't do many events. Uh, but so I think pretty much they're all lined up for the year already, so I'm just going to throw them out there. We did, we're doing the Brouhaha, which is for the Hollowick Land Trust. Yeah, that's uh, this weekend coming up. Yeah, that's this yeah, weekend coming up. If you're up, listening but, on a Friday, as you should, uh, Brouhaha will be tomorrow yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, so that's like a food and beer pairing event uh, with 10 different breweries, which is it looks to be a pretty cool event uh, for a great cause. And uh, we have really good personal friends who are involved with it. Um, who really made sure that we were a part of it. So th- this should be really cool. Um, you know, beyond that, we're going to be at Fresh Fest this year. Uh, we're going to be at, obviously, we're going to be at the Beers of the Berg. We owe those guys a lot, as you guys, we just talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a good testing ground for us. We'll, we'll always be there for those guys. And I'm forgetting one fest. We might do Brutal again. If, uh, brutal yeah, exists. if Brutal happens, mm-hmm. we don't know yet. We'll, we'll be at Brutal. And that might be it for us for fest, yeah, depending right. on what happens going into the year. It seems to us like um, they're like br- like the fests are very saturated, too. And that's like, I mean, I, I want exposure, but I don't need to be at everyone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, our beer is like... It's it's not that thirsty for you, you know what right. I mean. In that way, like it's okay to we be thirsty. We also don't have us. that much beer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're for real, for real, for real. A lot a lot of people don't realize we are actually one of the smallest breweries in Allegheny County. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and Coastar is technically smaller than us, but they, we actually have a tap room, so it's a little you know we're a little bit bigger, but we're also trying to support a tap room, so. Uh, yeah, it's something to consider. Like we really want to go. There's other events we really want to support. Like the beer barge is going on. Right, we, we were invited that to. One. That sucked. Which we really wanted to do because we've heard how cool that event is, and we actually get our shirts from those guys. And we'd like to help them. We just, we just can't do everything. Yeah. So bear with us. We're gonna start producing more beer, and we're gonna we're gonna do as many events as we can. Yeah. Because we want to help people. Like we you want said, to get the beer to you. Yeah. We really do want you to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, like you said, you, you guys are already moving enough out of the tap room that you know you can't keep up with beer fest. So that's good problems. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. good problems on that. Yeah. And, and then that way, I think it's really uh, we managed to be the right size at the right time, mm-hmm. even in a in a small pond big fish world, and still give a customer a great experience and a reason to want to be a part of us too. Like we're now in, in like a year deep, and so many of our friends come in. They're not customers now; they're friends of ours come in. And they're just they, they own it. It's their place. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the that's my biggest thing for the first year, is that we've we've become a real place for people to go to, uh, whenever they want. 
right yeah all right well dennis how, how about you give us a little bit of uh what's going on with your world yeah, you yeah yeah uh so some of the events that we have coming up will also be at beers of the berg um we have sip away tax day coming up um which will be really fun we'll also be at fresh fest um as well i so at the beginning of april is the official launch of our pet brew rock pet brew box that 11.5 may be getting you <laughs> of our pet brew box which is really exciting where we partner with small businesses over the country and breweries to make uh, dog treats out of spent grain and we put that all together so we're going to be officially launching that segment of our business Um, and we have an office coming down the pike down in uh, Bakery Square which we're super proud of Um, partnered with a a sender nonprofit company Um, had to go up do a pitch in front of you know 30 plus business owners and it was really exciting so we're definitely pumped for that so check us out first at brewbox.com um at First at Brewbox on all of our social media. And we also just launched our Brewbox for Business where we do personalized gifting for small companies all over the country where you can differentiate yourself from your competition by partnering with other folks like us in the craft beer industry. Right on. Awesome. Right on. Uh, Abjuration, why don't you guys just give out your social media and website? I forgot. Abjuration Brewing on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is our big one, which is Abjuration Brewing or at Abjuration Brewing. Uh, I think our Twitter doesn't have the ING because it doesn't fit, so it's at Abjuration Brew. Uh, our big one is our Instagram, so that would be where I would suggest following us. Uh, that's where we re- we tag all of our new beers and everything, so that's kind of our biggest one. So You can always find us at abjurationbrewing.com. With yeah, our M- website is, all, is, is updated. Uh, for certain things, like our cans to the second, uh, it rings out at the POS. Uh, our tap, what's on tap is always on there. You can actually see what beers are coming up in the fermenters. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that and that's always updated at least to the day of what's in the fermenters. So, yeah, I mean, that's the best way to really it. And, you can, and from there, you can link to our social media. That's really the best spot to get information about us. Uh, probably won't be – a lot of people ask us this, so I'm just going to say this. Like, we don't have a newsletter uh, and probably not going to have one of those for a while. Again, a lot of people ask us about that, and uh, it's really annoying for me to have to do that because <laughs> I have to do social media and that, so it's really extra. So really, it, it's a pain, I know, but just keep track of us on social media. That's going to be the best way to find also, out what's uh, going on here. If you're coming out to the tap room on any individual night, it's always a good idea to check out the Parkway Theater and Lounge because they uh, have all the events listed over there. So like, mm-hmm. if you want to know if it's karaoke night or trivia night or open mic night on Fridays or last uh, next week, which is probably the day of podcast release <laughs> uh, on Friday, that we're doing jazz. So Ooh. there's always a bunch of fun stuff going on here, but that's at the Parkway Theater Lounge on Facebook is the best way to get a hold yeah. of that information. Mm-hmm. I do try to relay on our page Absolutely. normally yeah. what's going on here right. that will interest you know our folks too. So, But they're also... You should also peripherally be keeping track of what's going on with them, too. You also have some really great movies. Uh, The Horror Fest coming up uh, April 12th and 13th is going to be a really good time. I'm excited for that one. i got a lot of friends of mine who want to come up. Right on. The Horror Fest looks pretty good. I'm about that. (laughs) Uh, So just uh, we got to get some Hop Nation plugs. We will be drinking at the Beers of the Berg event. Sure. Uh, We'll be Be drinking drinking at Fresh Fest. Fresh Fest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be drinking at Brutal if it happens. We'll be be drinking at Abjuration. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be drinking at Patrick's Pub monthly. <laughs> um, let's see. Drink at home. Uh, let's but see. you can't come there unless you're invited. Yeah. 
go to House of a Thousand Bre- uh, Beers occasionally, go right. to House of Brews, go to Vintage Estates. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good life right now. Yeah. So far, so good. So far, yeah. so good. One and done. Uh, we'll also be at the uh, May 11th North Hills Home Brew Fest. Yes. Mm. Uh, we'll be doing live podcasts there. I'm sure you already heard the commercial earlier in the show. But, you know, keep track of that. Go to SeriousShriners.org. Uh, I got it. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) SeriousRiders.org and click on the events tab and you can find more information about that. But if you want to follow us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA in your favorite podcatcher, including Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, Leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. That's right, and it's a terrible, terrible crime that that we can't get up to seven. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to thank Dave, Tom, and John for having us at Abjuration again, uh, letting us drink their beer, and uh, actually giving us some good feedback Mm -hmm. as far as homebrews go. Even though it didn't get ranked tonight, I believe it gets a participation badge. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We'll give it a ribbon later on. Yes because of goddamn millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. Dude, seriously, hey. thanks for having us on your 100 <laughs> podcast. Hey, happy That's 100, absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for yeah. having us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks for having us. You know, it's always, I think it's always nice to have this kind of synergy of, you know, local businesses and that we can talk about you and we can enjoy your beers, but you also enjoy, you know, hanging out with us. We try to do our best in uh, inviting breweries to you know speak about themselves and just get it out into the world and as well as when we uh you know partner with people like dennis and get other small businesses that all have this cyclical you know uh, uh, tie to each other yes and then maybe one day we'll go up to the pork farm and get some real good pork belly (laughs) (laughs) somehow figure out a way to review bacon (laughs) (laughs) that would be the life yeah but yeah Thanks again for inviting us into your home and, you know, it, to, really to any other brewery who has in the past or will in the future. Yes, definitely. Uh, and to anybody else that has listened to us, it's been 100 episodes. It's been a good time. Uh, I'd like to think that we're going to be doing at least 100 more and then beyond that. No, one more. <laughs> I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, yeah. The, the, it's a it's a career match on the the next uh, episode. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's us versus Breaking Brews. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. I was to the death. You got him. <laughs> There's two of us and one of him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he fights till he's hamburger though. So. <laughs> Those little guys. Dude, he's a dad though. He is like that old dad uh, strength. That's, that's a mythical thing. That's something to live for, boo. <laughs> You've got a head like Deathly Rose, baby. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's all I got for episode 100. Anybody has any final thoughts? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've, I've listened to your front guys' first couple episodes. It's really cool to see how you've evolved. So, and, uh, yeah, we bought new I mean, There was no way. We were, you guys asked us to do the 100. That, that we were, there's no way we are going to say no. So it, that's awesome you asked us to do it. And, uh Congratulations for making 100. Thanks. Greatly appreciate that. Absolutely. Couldn't set it better. Right on. Well, we'll be back next week with episode 101 with Jason Sircone, and uh, we'll be doing uh, mead. So we're done with beer. <laughs> it's a new chapter. It's, it's a new chapter. It's all, it's all over now. <laughs> <laughs> mead and ciders from here on out. <laughs> so your choices are 
made! <laughs> Wait, no, don't for your choices, Dave. Oh, honey Nation. Kombucha. Honey Nation. Honey Nation. <laughs> I like that. Honey Nation USA next week. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>